So I've just finished editing this episode with Rob and Paul from Tua. It was a bit of a wild one, but also probably one of the most fun episodes to be part of and to listen back to. There were a few times we took breaks from the recording and didn't always pick up where we left off, so I've included some of their songs to help tie things together. And these include a new song they will be releasing soon called Left Hand Path, their collaboration with Lunch Machine, Mountains and Grooves, and this song, Pay Your Taxes, which you may have heard already included in a previous episode of this podcast. So check out Tua wherever you listen to music, follow them on all their socials and catch their live streams on Facebook. And most importantly, enjoy the episode. Protocol? Yes, ma'am. All right, is, are them waveforms? Protocol. That know. looks. That looks healthy. They're healthy waveforms because uh, I don't know what they look like. No, no, that's all good. Protocol. I tried to do a mix and reaper recently. And yeah, yeah, it's no worries. Too fucking too quick, and then I put too many things on it because it was. No. Oh, the JS plugins are so many of them, and they're so free. So free. So GUIless. So, so fresh, so, so clean. Just gonna sit back here and experience the length of this. Uh, <laughs> you relax there, sir. I need to, to sit back with it right now. Certainly it is stretching my lumbar regions. Oh, jeez, boys. Should I give you the introduction? Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay. We're coming at you from a undisclosed location at an undisclosed time. Nash, long. Which may or. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Well. 
International ma- studio. Maybe possibly uh, record in advance, but definitely all above board and legal. Absolutely. There, got that disclaimer out of the way. Yeah. And I'm here with Tua. We got Rob. Say something so people know what your voice is. My voice sounds like this. Almost exactly. The name of me is Rob. <laughs> that is what they've called me from the birth. It's and like when that happened, they got me this name. That's an exceptional <laughs> Rob impression you just did. Oh, yes. So and Paul? Paul is uh, is me. Paul's uh, yeah, I'm the drummer. Uh, new. I'm new. How long are you how long are you in the band now? About four months. Four months. Four months. Four months. Uh, Strictly uh, COVID relationship. Has it been four? It's been four months. Eh? You're pointing the mic at the wrong spot. All right. Why, why the should grill it? should go with the mouth. Like here? No, no the other way around. Other way around. Like this. Oh Jesus. Yeah, no, that's that's good. That better? No, no, you'd be uncomfortable. That sounds that sounds good. That sounds good anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Also, yeah, also about five months. Four months. Is this? Do you think this relationship's going to last? Post COVID, you know, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit like Sam and Frodo, but it, there's more than two of them. I don't there's know what a, that means. You know, it's like you know that the ring, Mister Salmon, Frodo? like the fish. Salmon Frodo. Salmon Frodo. You know, sa- you know the salmon. Is that like uh, smoke king of the ring? Smoke, smoke salmon. <laughs> smoke, smoke rings. <laughs> smoke my ring. What did Lord? I'll be honest, I thought it was gonna last a bit longer before we got off the rails, but that's on me. Talking Tolkien. <laughs> I, no, no, Talking uh, Tolkien, that's the, the name of our new podcast. T- talking J.R. Talking. T- talking Tolkien while talking. Talking Tolkien while talking. Talking Tolkien while talking. Talking Tolkien while talking. Oh, I like that. Goodness me. I like that sentence. No, yeah, it's been about five months, and yeah, I think we have a. Not necessarily in the form of Tua alone, but just we we've definitely had some really good times with people recently. Just making so emotional. <laughs> making stuff. Oh, that's lovely. Like, so making emotional. things like this podcast. Uh, Ashley couldn't be true. here. Ashley couldn't be here. Yeah. Well, he lives in another county. Yeah, that's uh, which is technically like three and a half universes. He was stranded here for a whole month. Are you up loud enough, man? I am up. Um, I don't like hearing my voice. I'll turn down your... Shema. Shema. Hello. That sounds about... Hey, it is me. Hey. I think you're just coming through on every mic because you're a wild loud. I'm loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, my headphone volume is so fucking loud. That's why. Yeah, turn that down. Oh, so, Jesus. Oh, d- I'm back yes. to, take some, uh, to take some of the work off, uh, off me, uh, why don't you tell us about you? Well, everyone knows all about me because this is my podcast. Ah. <laughs> well, tell all Paul's friends about you. Yes, so that I can. Are they going to be? Are they going to be listening? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. I hope I, so too. I'll follow up with them and I'll, I'll I will check. I right, good man. Yeah. And that goes for and that goes for both of our listeners to tell yeah. your tell your friends. <laughs> he's making a list yeah. and he's checking it once. <laughs> well, this uh, the reason like this basically the reason I'm talking to you basically is because I reached out to like a friend of mine who was doing a an album and I realized that was fun and also that I was really enjoying doing this podcast whenever we don't have gigs to play or anything like that so that's why I wanted to reach out to other musicians and give them a chance because we're all in the same we're all the same shape yeah yeah definitely you would just tap at the same time I'm chatting wouldn't you, you couldn't wait I'm to- sorry <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just looking at the waveforms getting a, they're getting buzz cut. It, nah, it's, it sounded it's like uh, is it actually yeah, it sounds yeah. so different now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. What did you do? It was so loud. I just need to turn you all back up. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's that's fine. Is that better now? It's just because uh, I look they were getting shaved. I'm away down again now. Which one are you? Three. You go Second on, one. You're two. Sorry, man. Oh. I'm really sorry. One two. Oh. Ah, there we go. Oh. I'm away. Yeah, man. Do you hear now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are. Sorry, Hello. this is. Hello. Hello. That's hello. good. That's right, good. Paul. Say the way. Hello. <laughs> hello. 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 Yeah, the pause. Pause. Good. Yeah, levels are good. I think it's you moving about. You know. Ah. Being up, up All right. Okay. Okay. Here yeah. Right. Yeah. Bloody. I'm bullets. up in this motherfucker. Right. Okay. I'm here. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm really, really sorry. That's no, all right. I'll practice. Practice. Hopefully, I, I can fix it. Uh, editor, note that. <laughs> to fix the, <laughs> fix the audio <laughs> although yeah. it might be, might be too late I'm sure I've already listened to the butchered audio anyway <laughs> ah, so you were saying about the about how the podcast came to be yeah well be, this is one of the ways I've been coping basically yeah I'll coping coping with COVID it's a, yeah I think we were saying before the podcast came on like it's really it's really essential to have like some type of project or something like to do yeah mm. it's nice with this too because it's like you can just record edit and put it out and it's like yeah. Keep her lit. Keep her lit, sir. Yeah, it keeps the uh, um, the cockles from getting cold and uh, keeps the cock warm. <laughs> I and thought you were going to say keeps, keeps the cockles from getting cold. No, 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 no. It keeps, <laughs> it keeps, uh, well, obviously, you know, if you're not playing live, you have to build that's your it. brand yeah, somehow. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And whether or not, you, like, and you have to do it in a that's way that's fun and personable where you're not that, treating everything like numbers. That's know? it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly yeah, what I... Definitely what i real i realized that's why i was enjoying it so much because it it's like because this is almost like having a wee performance right now mm. yeah it is yeah it's like it, it gets it scratches that same kind of itch like yeah it requires a totally different kind of uh like approach like to i suppose like writing or performing or improvising yeah. music mm. it's much it's obviously just much more literal like because you just have to think about your words so much more. yeah yeah. when so much of like especially improvising music the way I guess we started out was yeah. it's like music is easier to improvise because you're not limited by like words having to form yeah you know it can be anything grammatical like sense yeah, yeah this is just basically improvised speech yeah yeah, yeah essentially like all yeah. speech yeah <laughs> well, yeah 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 Whoa, wow that's a good man. yeah that, that could get you into a lot of I oh, could get you into Stanford that one <laughs> As <laughs> a Stanford, uh, if, if you if you did enough uh, charitable work, you know, in your in your junior year of high school, and you and you wrote that in an essay, yeah, you would. You'd probably get in. You'd get to fuck the professor that was looking at your <laughs> short skirt, no problem. But uh, to go back to what you mentioned, Rob, about like you need to do stuff in like an organic kind of way, like that is one of the things I'm enjoying about this too. It's like farming, almost farming our own wee community around this small little thing, and yeah, it's like mm. a platform just for whoever. I want to have a chat to and it is like yeah. like a joke with Thomas like it does feel like therapeutic after sitting and chatting for a couple of hours and just like having that connection even though it's usually over the internet or whatever for us but it's still really nice absolutely mm. yeah especially having it in a room that used to lay host to a uh, an abundance of uh, nihilistically drug adult parties <laughs> that was before you made that before I moved in <laughs> I was at the parties I just didn't, I didn't live here at the time I didn't know this room back then mm. oh this was a secret room this was before I met this room I only met this I only met this room very recently that's alright you're, uh, you're, you're lucky in, you're in the clear then 
it was a lot worse at some point <laughs> <laughs> now it's like this room is like a you know like some, it's like a person in their you know the, the late prime of their life you know just a mm. night you know they've had fun and they know how to have fun but they know how to be you know yeah they've they've, they've seen it that reminds me actually of uh as a as re- a podcast series i was listening to but the second episode in particular was really interesting and you yeah. really like it rob it's actually the irish mental health podcast series Aye. mental health ireland podcast series but the second episode was about like anxiety and stuff and they had a doctor on who specializes in the family and children right and he was talking mainly about like how technology uh causes so much anxiety yeah. oh yeah it's really really interesting like it's because you're gamifying like micro emotions and well like, shit. yeah like one of the things he was saying is like people like he was talking to parents who they got upset because their child wasn't uh reading uh, and this is in play school mm. right and it's like your child's four shouldn't be reading but because these parents are on facebook and they're comparing it's like our groups are so much larger than there's they should be we can compare to like hundreds of other children and it's like yeah and then that like anxiety has been passed on to their children Holy essentially fuck that's some grim shit yeah yeah and that can happen in four years that means there's already been two two sets of four-year-olds fucking two sets do you know what i mean like eight i'm just dividing you're i'm yeah. probably wrong in terms of my maths but i mean like you know two two four-year-old gap two gaps of four years in which a child had time to grow i guess is the method of logic i'm trying to use do you know what i mean yeah yeah I think I, do. I understand the logic. I don't know the purpose of this logic. Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Is uh, it directed towards a particular a particular point? Oh yeah, you were saying that. Uh, okay, so t- uh, four-year-olds were learning how to read and all this shit from devices. Is what yeah. you're getting at. Yeah, so uh, two, the- two generations basically of four-year-olds. Is what I'm there was a moment that really I just remembered this. It really like stuck a struck a chord with me because it was um, it was about like how parents should really be directing their um praise to a child. So like because of that constant comparison that you can have with like loads of other children it becomes more important to win at stuff and as he was talking about it i even like i remember in my youth coming home from like uh i was really happy with myself because i wasn't like a really athletic child but i i was like we were practicing for sports day or something and i ran the marathon Hmm. which was like i don't know something like four times around our big football pitch and I came home and I was like so chuffed and I was like oh, I'm on my I ran the marathon today and she was like you won the marathon and I was like no and she's like oh I was just like oh gotcha. okay, yeah, <laughs> and it, yeah. but it was just what he was talking about it's like that difference it's like that where that's where like my accomplishment was in the right place from doing something not from the like uh outcome of that yeah and then oh, like yeah, my yeah, mom's yeah. reaction to it did change it and did this, this actually happen to you yeah Oh, it, I thought you were making that up no, just no, for the no, show. No, no, it totally, it, like, I oh. forgot about it until I listened. I was like, oh, shit, that happened to me. Yeah. And this was in a time before social media, so I can just imagine now, like, how distorted. Yeah, you're right. The but, I, but, I, but I just mean, like, I felt that effect that he's talking about of, like, the switch of my, I felt accomplishment until I looked at my mom and then she, like, displaced that. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, shit. This is a like I just felt exactly what he's talking about. I was like, oh fuck, that's real. Yeah, 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 <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. man, yeah. And I that was only I, I, that was I, only one time in my life that that happened. So if you think that it's yeah, more prevalent yeah, now with social absolutely. media, then it's probably happening more often <laughs> and oh, even totally, more destructive. Yeah, because yeah. I'd forgotten about it too until I re- listened to the podcast. So 
but if it's happened more often, it's probably <laughs> shaping things more profoundly. Well, it's been ten years of pervasive uh, social media. Well, what's the? I mean, does it? That is, was, is that just one specific scenario that happened that is just not, like relatable in a way? It's just like you know, it's like oh, everyone knows what that's like. But if you go, if you try and just jump straight to the extreme of the the question, it's like, what does an ideal childhood look like? Or, or what's the ideal outcome of parenting? In other words, like, and what's the like? It's possible yeah. to do, every, do everything right as a parent and still get things wrong, and it's, and it's of course, also possible yeah. to do almost nothing right and still for everything to turn out okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> well, I yeah, of course, but like, yeah, you could, but by saying that, you could never learn to drive a car and drive home safely. Like, you yeah. can do it by chance, or you can like do it well with some knowledge. Like, like you might get it right either way, but one's safer, I suppose, in this analogy. Yeah. But uh, that, that another thing that I'd forgotten about till there now too. He was talking about like this is like social media and internet. This is the first technology that's been transferred from the youth to the elderly. Yeah. So going yeah. back to the car analogy, yeah. whenever someone learns to drive a car, the the elderly passes on the keys and imparts this wisdom, be like, this is really dangerous, you need to be really careful, where this is the first time in history, it's all the way around, where the kids are telling the parents and we're getting like 50-year-olds making Facebook accounts and there's like none of that uh, like accountability or wisdom passed on to be like careful or what... Yeah what the potential downsides of this is yeah which is really interesting as well definitely yeah I think I saw I can't remember who it was but it was probably probably your we're doing a terrible job sorry I didn't mean to cut in <laughs> no, we were doing great until you interrupted oh, <laughs> no I, I it's agree all right. I agree completely it's alright it's alright if anything is bad it's on me I'm the host I've done... no I'm not talking about you I'm talking about we're doing a terrible job of teaching old people oh, right, how right, to right, use right, the right. fucking internet I thought you were talking about the podcast no you cunts sorry that was me we're doing a great job that was, my, that was my narcissism was that, was that narcissism yeah I nah. thought it was all about me <laughs> the spotlight syndrome man but uh spotlight in them no it was probably Yosha Bach who said it but it was on the lines of one of the issues that it was comes who? with y- Yosha Bach was probably one of his tweets I think I got, I got this up Yosha Bach was that that guy that's a, like he always talks like against social media and no no that's that Jaron Lanier no he's, he's he's still quite like obscure I suppose Mm. Um, he I just wanted I just asking you so you can elaborate a wee bit for anyone who doesn't uh, know yeah, like, no, like he, me he's, a, he's an AI researcher he uh, he works at the, oh, okay. he's a VP at the AI foundation now oh, fuck. Uh, but he was previously a researcher at MIT in Stanford um, did his PhD in uh, Osnabrück in Germany and developed this like system of uh, motivated reasoning for a, for AI machine learning agents Fuck. So like an extension to the to the old sort of, like this is all very I'm still I'm not very up in the details but yeah, it's yeah. just a bird's eye view. That's alright. We don't uh, <laughs> we don't do research in this podcast. We just uh, share half baked opinions. <laughs> oh, Perfect. Then you'll then you'll love this. Uh, yeah. So he he basically came up with this extension to classical AI theory learning theory, which is how to learn uh, to minimize an, an objective function basically. So minimize the when you feed it data, you get it to generate predictions, and you penalize it when the predictions are way off, and you just do that like uh, you just do that loads of times. Yeah, I've heard like, of this. And like you, eventually learns how to correct itself or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the the technique it's usually is called gradient descent. So mm-hmm. basically, it's like you can imagine it like a surface, 
and there's like there's lower points in the surface which correspond to more accurate models and the model starts out like somewhere in the surface which is very high up and has a lot of errors it's very far off base and it just tries to find the the most efficient way to get to the point where it makes the least errors mm -hmm. that's basically all it does to the, from the point of view of the algorithm like. but the problem is that a uh, 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 ai like that can't uh come up with its own motivation it'll yeah, only okay, learn yeah. and predict whatever you feed it because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't have any system to account for what it should focus its attention on if there was such a thing as attention within within that scenario like so Yosha Bach came along and he designed a system of motivated reasoning so, so you could embed a system where an AI could learn to direct its own uh, percep perceptual resources I guess is the term you would use and um, he, he had a tweet recently which was something to the effect of one of the issues with having a, a society where it's technological innovation happens really suddenly and very rapidly and like everything's getting disrupted all the time is that the advantages you get from having culture where uh, knowledge and experience of con of conditions and basically hacks are handed down from one uh, generation yeah. to the next over the course of like centuries you do there's never enough time to do that every generation basically has to start over when technology like you know yeah you know what i mean that was something he talked about actually as well it was culture hmm. the this guy i think his name is dr conan conan proctor oh uh, dr proctor which is absurd but amaz <laughs> amazing okay uh, but yeah that uh, he said like the thing we he like really thinks is really important is culture yeah and like he talked yeah. about um people ask him like like students might ask him like oh is that a good school and he's like there's no thing as good school it's a good year yeah, or a bad year yeah, yeah, so you can yeah, have like a terrible yeah, school uh -huh. but it can get a nice group of people people and that's like what identifies like as a cult a nice culture uh -huh. they're like supporting each other and, and everything yeah yeah and he was saying that like you can do things um like his kind of advice for like families and stuff is like have like routines and traditions and like form this positive culture rituals <laughs> yeah uh, that's something really could, that's something it, really lacking like it could be something like uh going for a walk uh every sunday with the family i think was the example he gave and he's like you know the children at the time might not like it but then uh maybe in 20 years time they'll come back and be like i really value that time that was really important because yeah. it's like instilled these values into them from this these rituals and everything and traditions yeah yeah it's so interesting like it's yeah it's definitely something we're lacking like we don't have like it seems like there, there, are, <laughs> there are rituals like within there are rituals in, in our in our societies because really we don't have a society we have like multiple parallel yeah. societies that don't really <laughs> meaningfully interact anymore yeah Can you elaborate on that like I suppose in the way that you know there's there's different layers of society now in terms of both sort of like social views and material status mm. which are so you know which just are like overlapping but they don't communicate it's easy to like find your tribe and stuff online too and just never interact with any other like social circle or whatever if, if you yeah. choose to yeah, yeah the 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 fucking the any rabbit hole you want syndrome yeah um, custom rabbit hole for you yes and it <laughs> follows you around the internet till you jump down and it's like it's it's uh, i think that's why it's responsible for uh see when you see any conspiracy theorists you can just look at two posts from them and aggregate every single thing they believe in a matter of minutes it's very interesting though mm -hmm. except for the ones that are really prolific which ones 
Oh, there's a lot of them. You know, the ones that just make it really, make the good it ones. Yeah. No, no, but they all they all they're all together. Motherfuckers be like together yeah. with them, man. Just all at once. Yeah. Oh man, it's disgusting. Looking, looking at how brain dead people choose to be, and it's based on like ego, isn't it? What is? The whole conspiracy thing. People just aren't willing to admit they're fucking wrong. I what? think it's just. Uh, I think it's easier to believe that everything's fucked for a reason. Yeah, like, it is. It's yeah. like it's the yeah. need for an answer. Yeah, like, there's egotism in it. I'm saying. Yeah, I I agree actually because like one. Well, one... yeah, there's a little maybe a little bit in the sense like I'm right and you're wrong like that that kind of. No, way. what I'm saying is like I am so right that I I'm so right that's it. Yeah. I, I th- one way I saw it explained was that I'm, or like conjectured. A conjectured like explanation for this tendency, what sort? Uh, proneness is proneness. No, not proneness, but something like that. What to that these mean? to to these conspiracy theories now. Yeah, v- v- what's v- a proneness? Vulner- affinity for vulnerability. I might say that people mm. people are vulnerable to these like conspiracy theories now because basically the the message you get from the world at large is that that like you should be afraid and worried about everything. Mm. And but and you don't and you don't know anything special. You're not anyone yeah. special, and you don't yeah, know anything special. Yeah, that's definitely a part of it. I think it's like to be able to identify with a group that yeah. is is the special, like chosen yeah. chosen few that have worked out the the secret. Yeah. yeah. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Yeah, I'm turning you up because you're too far away. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. That, the way I saw your man conjecture was he was just basically like, look, where this a lot of this come from is that um. People want to feel like they have access to special insider knowledge without having to actually go anywhere or yeah. or invest any without real effort anything. in anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Ego, like they don't have to go to school. Yeah, 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 yeah those guns yeah, have spent yeah. all that time. Yeah, with a method that you? guarantees truth. Yeah, did you turn me up now? I think I might have. I, I think, think you turned did. everyone up. I think did I? Well, I'm looking at them. Them poxy wee waveforms. Nah, mine's. Uh, is, I'm actually. I was. I, I think mine's is grand. Mine's was grand before. This is a bit too. One two. Turn down the headphones. Aye, that's the one. My headphones are grand. I set them up earlier. There we go. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, sir. Mr. Michael Lawrence. One, two. Hello. Sean, Mr. Rard. Yours are way mental now. Are they? Jesus Christ. Mr. Simmy. Sure, if you're sure. Hello. Which, uh, which one is me there? Top one? Did you turn down my headphones now? I've got no frame of reference anymore. Yeah, Excuse me. I turned down the headphones. <laughs> And then I turn around. Hold on. Uh, Hold on a here. I was better off with no producer. Hey. Hey, fuck yourself. <laughs> suck, one, suck one for the team. Oh yeah. Uh, Not better now. This is a wee I just peek to behind the curtain for the for the listeners. Like the way this. It's I grand. I'll, I'll fix it in post. Will you? Four, <laughs> five magic words of the podcast. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> I think it yeah. sounds sweet, day. Yeah, yeah, I'm good there. No, I'm just gonna have to. As long as I can just sit like this, you know. But to pick up where we where we were, which we're is we're rudely interrupted by. Our... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rob. <laughs> but like, yeah, I suppose. Is there, is there any way around it? Really, like, is the question? Like, I don't know if there is. Around what? Around the, 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 like, <laughs> the fake news. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> fake Man. news, disinformation. You know. Oh, the rabbit holes. That's right. Sorry, I'm stoned out of my tits. Uh, edit that out. Uh, <laughs> 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 fucking dead, man. It's the funniest fucking 
No, but seriously. Like, uh, I don't, I don't really know. My, my sort of theory of the way things are going to go is that it's like humans are just so, we're, we're like, we're like cockroaches, but like, like times a billion. I think like a, a lot of the, a lot of the talk recently about like, and a lot of what we see happening, like, and things visibly worsening in, in so many ways. Oh <laughs> and just, God. and like climate change and blah, blah. <laughs> so, you, know, you know, all the shit, like, all climate shit. change is something else. <laughs> 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 can we can we not we're trying to have a good time here uh, okay. no, no, but we're, we're so we're, this is the funny thing is that we're so used to like because of the time we were born into we we're mostly all born grew up or born or grew up in like around N- the late 90s knew or, about or it the whole time early 90s and we wanted to start we, we grew up in the time that was supposed to be the end of history it's like we're used to things being like a certain just, way and we're, you know, there's just a, a we're yeah there's just like a an, an extra act we weren't expecting like just, just it, dragging it, it on just a certain degree of like comfort which to us is normality mm. and like we're so like we're so and we're looking around we're like oh my god we're prospering and we we're, we had such a good time and we were prospering for so long and then if we're not prospering anymore then we'll be finished it's like I don't think that's gonna happen I think it's gonna get so shit but humans are just gonna be like ah, fuck it <laughs> they're just gonna go on and like get pr- more and more complicated more and more technology yeah we'll need more and more yeah. technology to plug more and more yeah damn holes yeah like, yeah know. that's exactly what we're, we're pulling up the fucking bridge after ourselves oh, it's and we're basically floating in this ocean of problems that we created and yeah. we have to like survive in it <laughs> we're just gonna it's just gonna get more and more miserable and you know what started all out eh? what? they just got rid of the fucking billionaire class and just took the wealth they had billionaires are a joke guy. pay the people to build the stuff or just pay take their billions and use it to clean up the fucking oceans for a start like literally invest in deacidification tools or something but the billionaire the billionaire capitalist like class that we have in power and the and the billionaire capitalists who who run, who basically run things that they mostly came about from like from prosperous democratic societies like spooky boys yeah, but like the the thing is, it's nice to think that we deserve better. But like, the we thing don't is, deserve anything. No, no, no. But like, hear me out. It's it's nice. It's nice to have this feeling like, oh, we it's deserve. Nice we, yeah, that we deserve better. Oh, it could be better than this. Blah blah. blah. It's like those guys wouldn't have got there if there wasn't a really significant slice of the population, like portion of the population, who are totally happy for them to be there. It's like it's so easy to look at this from our from our perspective and be like, oh my god, this is a disaster. And it is a disaster, but to a lot of people, it's not for, to seventy-two million people in the U.S. Trump getting elected wouldn't have been a disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people. Like, I know. Yeah. Jesus, it's like a I massive think, comedy. <laughs> I think a lot of I think a lot of problems come from people just n- not willing to, or just actively rejecting engaging with reality. Oh fuck I Like you're talking about like uh, Billionaires and stuff Like people just Pretend Or maybe aren't aware That every time they buy from Amazon For example Is feeding them a, It's like You know there's like yeah. There's things you can You can just ignore And it's so easy to do And I think a lot of problems Come from that I think but, they should but, add But at the same time It's following oh. It's You're falling into the patterns Of the system By blaming the person Who doesn't not shop at Amazon because the, the fact is the system is set up in such a way so that that is what you will do like yeah yeah you're, no, you're, you're like being massaged on this track of what is the easiest choice i need to make to get by i'm not trying to condemn anyone for for doing that i just think like 
it's so easy just to not think about what your actions are doing so much of the time yeah yeah uh, yeah I, sp- I suppose where where i'm coming from with it is more it has to be a systemic change uh, but yeah there, there's a i remember i remember there's a philosopher i can't remember who and he was saying about like the only true form of like rebellion is to do nothing because if you try to like fix a system you're just making the system run more efficiently yeah, you and become the system a, is so the only yeah. way to really go against it is to like abstain and like damage it by like not working or whatever like because yeah, that's like actually yeah. hurting the system yeah but, breaking like, the law but if you if you like if you like uh if you like aim to get a, a root like laws change or whatever you're just making the system better at like making people feel better so the system can work more efficiently yeah that's What's, pure I, I, cool I remember, yeah i wish i could remember the name of that again but yeah there's a word for that there is a word for it yeah. oh that's probably that's german that's gotta be a german fucking word germans carnin phrases again eh? oh and then bastards help schadenfreude is my favorite word mehr deutig what is that ambiguity mehr deutig yeah that's good yeah man but I I was listening to someone talk recently about like it's kind of going back to what you were saying about like the what do you say about different societies and stuff can you rub that oh one second Rob this is a family show it was like this guy talking you're talking about or you mentioned earlier like different society or different social circles or whatever and a guy was talking about like how people tend to go to these like groups or whatever and he was basically saying that like religion and stuff was this thing that we could all like go to and be a part of but because since the downfall I mean or not not completely but obviously there's a trend away from religion that's he, he thinks that's why politics is so important uh, now because that's now your tribe and that's why it's so yeah. we're in this horrible moment in in politics where like everything is one party or other and it's all yeah and it's getting away in europe as well man it is. it's getting like oh my god like everything's getting partisan and scary and it's full of a. Uh, it's full of the, those idiots that we didn't teach how to use the internet properly and they're like fucking that's our fault by the way remember but, is, but isn't that a bit of a cop-out again like I, I feel like like that is true that like there's a lot of old, like especially people older people 40 year old cons are the problem yeah but like what you have to ask yourself is is it like is it a function of them not being able to use the internet properly or is it a function of them seeking out things they already agree with in which case like it wouldn't matter if they knew how to use it properly sure. if they knew how to use it properly or not would make no difference yeah we all know how to use it properly but it's the way the system is, the <laughs> system is designed to like to show you what you want to see like yeah that's it so whatever they took with them when they when they started to use it they would find that the reason they found the bullshit is because they brought the bullshit to it like i've seen it i, th- I think uh this relates to this uh, as this not someone talk about they basically maintain it the we made the wrong choice when we started the internet we went for an ad-based system uh-huh. where it should have yeah. been subscription-based. Uh-huh. And that has basically led to that, I think, where it's like everything's run by, like, oh, give them the ads, and, and then we mm. kind of choose what we're going to see by what we react to and all. So then it's caused these yeah. micro microcosms of, like, oh, well, the, our, oh, it's actually back to what um, back to that podcast, the doctor talking about anxiety. He's talking about a thing like this, too. He was saying, like, say if you're, say if you're really sad, you just broke up with someone, for example, 
and you sit and you listen to loads of sad songs on Spotify all the time. Spotify is just going to give you more sad songs. Yeah. It's, it's not going to realize that like, oh, this guy is depressed. Maybe I should give him an <laughs> yeah. upl- uplifting song. Yeah. It's like yeah. because it's everything's that algorithm is just it just keeps feeding whatever it knows that you're clicking on or whatever. It's the same reason people get so upset online because yes. they see stuff that they disagree with, but they exactly. click, but then they exactly. interact with that. So then it keeps giving them stuff that's that exactly they disagree yeah. with. They yeah, don't, they don't exactly. like what they're seeing, but they interact all the time. So Facebook or YouTube, whatever is like more of that. Keep but, doing but it. Ang- anger, drive, I need anger, anger drives clicks. Just keep going. I need to piss the YouTube.
It gives you a bit of night. It's cool. I'd like, like to uh, talk about the stream. Huh? Help promote the stream there to uh, fuck. That you're going to be on some night. Oh yeah, well, well, um, yeah, well, well, I'll try and wrap this up a little bit in some conclusive way, and then we'll. Is there tobacco on that? In this? Is there on that? Oh, a tiny bit. Most of it's in here. Mm-hmm. Give me the grinder. <laughs> Pass me the grinder, right? Oh yeah. Is there weed in it? Are we reco- Why are we recording? The bags there anyway. Ah, because like we're we're still here, you know. Are we going? Are we ready to get back into it? Or you? Sp- oh, I just thought I'd record it just in case we see something funny. <laughs> yeah. Reuse it. Well, no. Any hard drive space in the spot? Yeah. 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 And One. there's nothing safe in this world. One thing 2020 is good for: plenty of hard drive space. Yeah, but it does. Streaming services and all that. It's, it's all a, it's that. A, it's interesting to think about. Give it, so, like, if we pick up from our pessimistic. Yeah, you, earlier you, no, you, where we left off well, the, uh, the last thing you said was anger drives clicks yeah. anger drives clicks anger, anger and drives I drive an SUV or China China or racism or a Toyota racist against Trump Trump's not racist Trump is a fucking he can drive any car there are actually, anyone, hey, actually racist, he they had a lot of Mexican supporters who who were adamant that he wasn't racist. That's yeah, so it's so interesting. And apparently there yeah. was a big voter base that uh, didn't uh, that fled from Cuba apparently or second generation Cuban and they're like apparently, socialism yeah, yeah. blah blah blah. Mm. But apparently well, in they had Cuba, a shit time, didn't they? Well, they're good time. We're all having a shit time. <laughs> <laughs> but here here's the, here's a question I wanted to ask to get yeah. your thoughts. Uh, so. If you take a what sort economical assumption that uh, things will continue to things will worsen, of course, as as they appear to, they're happening. So uh, and you and then if you assume further that they will only get worse in a in a certain way, like in a certain you know level of yeah hardship, level of suffering, in a corrupt country like Ireland. Well, it begs the question then: if you if you assume that everything will just continue to get worse no matter what you do. Then you at some point need a fucking you need a philosophical framework to deal with that. Like you need to yeah. you need to create a set of ideas that will like give you smoke weed every day. <laughs> well, no, I really mean it. Like you know, I know. Uh, like <laughs> some sort of system of meaning or belief which can persist even in the face of constant yeah. failure, basically, or constant uh, lack of positive feedback. Well, well, one thing that I just just uh, say to that. Is like if you if you are assuming that that everything's gonna get worse, then just do whatever the fuck you want. I don't mean it in like a completely like a destructive way. way. I mean like do what you really want to do. Like if you like that's that's something that I just find kind of absurd. Like I've ever heard people the doors been getting onto them and stuff, for example. And it's like we've just gone through people losing jobs that some of them may have been jobs that they wanted some of them lost lost jobs that they hated losing a job that you hate like that that's a fucked up fucking <laughs> psychological warfare and someone's like i didn't want that job and now i don't have it and i feel shit yeah, like that's kind yeah, of yeah, fucked yeah so like yeah i think i think that it invites people to explore what they really want to do if everything's going to be shit anyway you might as well have a shit time doing what you like doing <laughs> yeah um, I think maybe, uh, but at a certain point, does the level of the shittiness of the time uh, preclude the possibility of enjoying so many things that you would otherwise like to? I think it's a false positive. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. I saw some people fucking writing earlier that they're pumped the vaccine into my veins and all that shit. I just don't think that's fucking. I think that's just delusional because if you remember the the real relief at the beginning of this fucking pandemic and everybody's yeah. like fuck the new normal everyone's like that's no. the thing people people are gonna people are gonna be so happy to go back to sh- their shit jobs too yeah, yeah. they're gonna fucking like the, love yeah. obscene this level of fucking existence weird programming yeah. like but um what well, it, it does but it's still back, it still leaves the question of what could be better yeah but I, I think I like we, I we have any serious but even, attempts. even the fact that we can like I'm saying is like just do whatever you want. Like we we are lucky enough to be in a country where we can we have a level of freedom to to pursue these. Yeah. Like what what am I doing? Like starting a podcast? What what's the point in that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. all right, fair enough. Like let's you kinda... can entertain entertain the other people on the breadline. Yeah, that's it. Like that. Like exactly. That's what I was going to say right as well. As like to kind of oh. attempt to bring around that negative place we're in. Because I was just going to say, like, I think there is a, a warrant to just voice, and even if we don't come up with any answer, it can be really helpful just for someone listening to be like, I've been feeling that, and to feel that they're not alone in their despair or whatever. Like, oh, I think the despair is definitely shared, but I think the I think a lot of the despair comes from a feeling that there there was any way it could have there's any way that it can ever be any other way mm. if that makes sense what? it's like because we just because like, our, 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 our cultural beca- like so because cultural context is like pop culture has grown us up with do you this. think because we th- we think we should have more control is causing more despair when we realize we don't absolutely yeah 100 yeah. percent. Like, because if you don't have the illusion that things that, that there's a right a things a way things should be if you, in the yeah, first place, if you if you think that you've got loads of agency and then everything goes to shit, then the oh, implication yeah. is that it is your fault. Because, oh, I don't yeah. believe it's my fault, even in the fucking no. But it's, I but it's, but it's deeper. Sorry. But it's deeper than that, though, because it's like we're essentially just along for the ride of this whole situation that's yeah. happening. Like, it's n- it's nothing personal. It sounds weird to say yeah. it that way, but it's like. But it doesn't make the despair less real. The despair is it's very important that the despair is like diffused and we yeah. like reach out to each other so we can like we can find a way through and do these things that create yeah. meaning. I think that's what we're what we're all doing. Yeah. As I think that's what art is for. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Did you did you have an answer, sorry? You mentioned like a philosophy for this. Did you have a No, I, I think you just we... said it. Like I think yeah, you, you yeah, told I think me, you yeah. just I yeah, thank you. I was thinking <laughs> about that earlier. You well, saw like, exactly where I was as going. you were describing it, I do. I'm at risk of sounding like a cliche because I think I bring it up in every single episode. Is stoicism? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like as you're describing, like what philosophy do we have for this? It's like I just felt like stoicism again. Suck it up. <laughs> Suck the cock. <laughs> Take no. the cum. That's a <laughs> Suck the cock. I don't recognize that at all. Take the cum. I think that's a different philosophy. Aristoteles, one. He four twenty. Aristoteles. That's what he said. Suck the cum, brother. That was uh, Alfondo Lee's balls, I think, was actually that. Suck that philosopher. Suck the cum. Have you ever actually heard a podcast before? <laughs> Suck the cum. What the fuck are you doing? I'm stoned out of my head. Uh, Cut that out. It would be funny if that was in the middle of a podcast. Well, now it is, so. 
<laughs> I'll be sure to attach the poll to this episode so people can people can tell me if every episode should have that in it. Yeah. Sort of like sorry, I'm so stoned. Do you need to take a five? <laughs> no, I'm fucking <laughs> I just don't expect me to engage much. I'm gonna try and pay attention. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, your, your agent assured me you would engage. I'm engaging, don't worry. <laughs> engaging? I, I'm just going to pay a bit more attention to what's going on engage, before I say stuff next engage time. Engage thrusters. <laughs> sorry. But yeah, I think that's... What was it? The What's the expression? Art is like a... The, the point of art is to be like a history a history of human suffering, like... <laughs> that's something I heard before that it's just like layers of suffering just one after the other yeah and they're all like related to the ones before them and like you know they're derived from yeah. them but they're also different it's like uh, there's something Stephen Pressfield quoted in the War of Art or he quoted someone else but they basically said it's like all writers are uh, or all authors or writers or whatever are streams contributed into the same river or something and I was like I really like that idea it's like yeah. standing on the shoulders of giants but like the deluxe version yeah of it's yeah. like we're all just contributing to some giants hope, hopefully, sucking our cocks like, like yeah. a giant standing on their shoulders just suck the cock get it out of there this is turning into ram ranch eh? uh, i'm <laughs> wrong with a better ranch sorry I don't now was... for a word from our sponsors <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pass that opportunity up. I just I saw the. Don't encourage him, would you? <laughs> I, saw, I saw the flip. He's incorrigible and, no, un- and no, incorrigible. No, no, de- no, definitely, definitely. I'm grown man, like, I don't it, need it, to be. It is all. It does all come together into one into one thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, like Stephen Pressfield talks as well. It's like he gets quite uh, spiritual with it, but in a, in a nice, like I think, kind of realistic way as well. Like it's like you can kind of you can separate that and still see his his idea like he talks about like your job as an artist is to point help nudge humanity closer to god which i really like is like you know whatever you contribute should be in some way improve the general state of things yeah Yeah. even if it's like and I, i that is kind of the way i look at things it's like if this if some if one person listens to this and enjoys it then if it gets them through COVID nineteen, but where yeah. do, where does that put uh, art, which is like transgressive or deliberately sort of uh, antagonistic or skeptical? Like, skeptical have you not seen the new Five Finger Death Punch video? <laughs> no, but what I mean is like, how does that t- type of art fit into that way of thinking about art? Well, I'm, I'm talking about video. personally, so I don't. My philosophy doesn't have to apply to anyone else. <laughs> But but for yourself, like within within your context and your worldview, like how do those things fit together? Well, I think, and usually those kinds of art, I'm sure, still feel like a voice to someone. And uh, I, like I think it's, I'm sure it still represents someone out there, no matter how antagonistic and weird it is. There's probably still someone who is like. Thank fuck. I don't get any of the rest of that shit, but this one makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing. There's that's a great feeling too to like find, find something that feels really obscure and be able to latch a, an element of your identity onto that and be like, "This yeah. is me. I can yeah. I can use this to express me." 
I don't know yeah. how to do it without this, but now I found this and I can. It's like big chungus. <laughs> almost exactly. I got a that boy. Almost, <laughs> almost a hundred percent. I mean that, like. <laughs> you meme it. I mean it. <laughs> you meme it. You're talking about like referring back to a time and having a meaning for it, yeah. Having a meaning attached to a specific time. I don't remember saying that at all. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think like it actually points to something else, which is interesting. Which is that like this is some I, I remember thinking about this a really long time ago, and then I haven't thought about it since. But that basically, your when we think of your identity, you mm-hmm. think of your identity is something that like lives in you, or like you know, or there's you and your identity. And yeah. they're Like they take up like roughly it's the like, same space. Yeah. Like you, you know, it's like this is like yeah, a rough yeah. idea there, but actually, what your identity is is like. It's a load of uh, connections, projections you make yeah. between yourself and the world. That's your identity. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's all these like it's like little things that you tendrils of association. It's almost like you've got a notepad, and over your the course of your life, you've been like, yeah, that one, that's me. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Music, that's my. Oh, the the Tarrant, you know, that's me too. Like there's uh, like wee things you can tell people, yeah. and then if they've got a a tendril to the same uh, the I, same one, you can be like, we're friends. Things in common. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes it really interesting because then you get to the point of, of thinking like, right? Well, if your brain creates your reality, then that means that everything that you can perceive or experience has to be somehow a part of your identity in order for it to be representable, experienceable. Hmm. If if your identity is something all, that, that arises from you, like it all kind of becomes filtered through that, then doesn't it? Exactly. It's like you, yeah. You're you're like judging anything new in relation to these other things that you've already. Yeah, accumulated as your identity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're it's like, an... it's like, yeah, because I would I, like I kind of try and not do that as much as I can, like separate and not be like, well, like recently <laughs> we spent me and Thomas spent an episode talking about Dua Lipa. <laughs> what Dua Lipa? She's a class fucking pop artist, and that was like that came from me trying to be like, uh not trying to be like, oh, you don't like pop music, don't listen to this. It was like I heard a few songs on radio and I was like, you know, this is pretty good. And I decided to check out the album and I was like, I actually really enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah, like I that is something I try to do if I can to not form those opinions based on those preconceived notions, I suppose. Yeah. And try to like. Yeah, because other people's words just completely influence everything that you do. It's like not worth it, you know. Well, I think it's I think it's cause there's, there's like we have these rigid like associations and dissociations between what is like contained in a person and their identity Mm. and the outside world and other people actually that's kind of what i'm saying is that like the reason it's so hard to like dissociate yourself from what others think of you because you think it's so ingrained and so fundamental well it's because to even know to like to have the thought of what they're thinking of you yeah you you have to think of that you have to you have to imagine that and then project that onto them that, yeah. that this thing that you predicted that they're thinking about you it never happened like yeah. it's an event that happened in your mind mm. like that's yeah. what and it happens automatically because it yeah, has yeah, to yeah. happen for you to perceive it yeah 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 so that's the reason it's so hard to undo because like that the first step in experiencing it is like basically imagining it in a very accurate way yeah like and to, to undo that oh that's a pain yeah <laughs> like, it's a lot of work 
Yeah, that's a thing. People don't want to do any work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like staying in a monastery for 20 years type work, you know? <laughs> like, so I don't know. Shit. I don't know if it's that hard to do. I think you can you can practice it pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was actually listening to a podcast today. As this uh, doctor wrote a book called Tiny Habits. And he's talking about how to, like, the way to change your life is from wee small changes. But I realized I experienced that, like, I know I mentioned stoicism briefly, but I, I remember, like, listening to him that I had experienced what he was talking about because I read, like, something, I read, uh, like, a stoic quote or whatever every day, and I, it, I'm constantly, like, taking it in. And I realized at some point that, like, I wouldn't have to purposely think that way anymore. I would just, like, something would happen, and I could feel myself having that uh, stoic re- reaction. Yeah. But then when he was talking about habits, I realized that's what ha- that's what I was experiencing it had become a habit, so it was happening automatically. I didn't have to, like... I didn't have to, like, consciously go, it's like, wait a minute, don't think I got a thing like this. It was just, like... And, like, that's one of the, one of the criticisms of stoicism can be that it's really repetitive, but that's the whole point of it. Yeah. They were basically yeah. saying what he what he realized, too. It's like, you do just take it in all the time, and you repeat it, and you journal it, and you write the same things, and you listen, read the same quotes and all. And it's yeah. Like, because it is just... Programming in yourself is supposed to be more, like in the moment and aware of your feelings and yeah yeah definitely yeah 100%. and that kind of think that kind of thinking would come into it too being able to realize what's in your control and what isn't so like you can't control what someone says but you can say you can control how you feel about it yeah and then i suppose what you were saying is kind of the yeah. opposite of that is it yeah it's like someone yeah, I suppose realizing so, some might say something and you realizing what that, you know, you can have an unfair feeling of what they mean or you can look at it objectively and be like, oh, they just said that and it's not actually to do with me, it's to do with them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's sort of, I suppose, yeah, the way, yeah, the other way to come at it is, yeah, the, the, the bottom line is that you you make it, you make it real by experiencing yeah. it. Like, but you can't undo yeah that like the act of experiencing it like in the first and that first time it leaves a certain impression on you yeah you can't undo that but like yeah say, you can't yeah that's that's true yeah but the, but that in itself it's that's just an impression the event left on you yeah like we, we all like i couldn't couldn't count the number of times i've been in situations like and something happens along those lines and uh you experience a certain thing yeah and you're like wronged in a certain way from your point of view yeah <laughs> and then like you know shit happens and you you talk with the person and then gradually you realize that that's not what happened at all. Yeah. You just you 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 had a certain perspective of the event, like which was your perspective. Yeah. And that just became the entire perspective. Yeah. <laughs> automatically, <laughs> and only afterwards someone points out to you, and you're like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. Like so, what you experience, and like I think it's just it's a really simple distinction, but I don't think we really have it in our cultural vocabulary. Yeah. The difference between what happened and what was what was experienced. Yeah, the, yeah, man. The thing, like, and yeah, and, and like, in both of those things are true. It's like your exactly. experience is still completely real. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to like, um, like make amends between those two different. It's it's like truths. it's like a it's what's like I'm trying to think of like the right like a compound term for it. It's like poly truth. You know. Yeah, like, it's it's like this subjective and objective truth. Yeah. But the truth. Um, 
in order to be objective it's like you know it's the line from cloud atlas I don't, did you ever see that no there's a <laughs> it's like one story told over many different timelines or something yeah over like 900 years or something there's a line where some, someone someone is basically just going to get interrogated and uh
That's not recording. That's fucking recording. I let it wash and it gone. I had to see wash your fucking toes before you eat a bit of a potato <laughs> and that thing. <laughs> let me know when we're recording. There's no such thing as a record. Uh, Have you ever recorded your um, your movements <laughs> to the toilet for the doctor? He would always say to you, hey, you better fucking write down every time you go for a shite. And then tell me at the end, of, report back to me on <laughs> Friday morning at the end of the month. And then you'll, and the then I'll tell, I'll tell the oncologist to take a look at you then. If it's, if it gives me a dodgy indication that there might be a thing wrong with your bowel. Do you ever feel like that? Okay, it doesn't ring a bell. It's been a while. It's been but a life or two. Been a life? It's been a life or two. Since I, since I was an old man. Do you think that they named the Viking man Leif Erikson because he leaved? He fucked up. He leaved Erikson? Leif Erikson. Oh, Leif Erikson wasn't going to be sticking around. Fucking lethal. 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 <laughs> if he was called Stig Erikson, he'd have stuck around to it. Is his wife a leaf blower? <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking like Britain. Leafing the EU. <laughs> Leafers alone. The Brits are leafing us alone. Eh? Anyway, what? Like Leif Erikson, I usually leafing. If you could make up an origin tale for Ireland. What would the origin tale be? Elvis Presley. <laughs> well, at some point it wouldn't be invaded by Brits. <laughs> <laughs> but when are we find country with a past <laughs> in a world in a world with Britain where the Brits to- stayed to themselves? Yeah, Brits came in and they fucking <laughs> fucked everything up and they fucked up. That's the what they did. They on the back street they boys. Came, they came along. The old time. They fucked up, and now they're fucking off. Yeah. Too little, too late. That's what I say. Undefeated army, fucking nineteen ninety six boys. Fuck the Donny. Fuck the peace process. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the. Fuck the Good Friday Agreement. West Bank, West Bank loyalists. <laughs> <laughs> under stage. The butchers never the s- surrender. <laughs> we Get st- the flags out for the boys. We started this podcast with Rob essentially sitting in a different room for his podcast. And now he's in a, a different room from his mic. And now he's sitting eating the mic. <laughs> <laughs> a different room from the mic. What are you doing? <laughs> he was sitting two miles from the mic at the start of the podcast, and now he's, <laughs> and now he's eating the mic. <laughs> I'll fucking eat you. Stop that. Listen to this. Stay away from that mic. I'm going to give the preamps a fucking haircut. <laughs> Boss cutting them waveforms. All right, this can go in the bonus episode because this is. <laughs> this is shocking. You have a lot of energy today. I've been fucking ingesting booze. Booze? Booze. You know that's not good for you. That upsets your stomach. <laughs> that's the point. You're going to be in bed all day tomorrow. No? I know, man. So I'm not looking forward to it. Anyway. I don't know what we were chatting about, so... We just chat about something different. Just <laughs> erased it again. I just keep... I'll just like bet- between tangents I'll just insert a random to a song <laughs> like a radio station that that talks mostly instead of 
It's like the opposite of traditional radio. It's like <laughs> instead of instead of instead of music interjected by some chatter, oh, it'll be chatter interjected with some music. Some music, like yeah. It's a good idea. Anyway, Rob, why don't you tell us about something that happened when you were nineteen years old? Why the fuck did you ask me that? I don't know. He just said, "Why don't you tell us?" You could right. just say, well, I t- because just tell us the reason that you won't tell us." It can just be a- any anything from when you were nineteen. Can be just a normal thing. Nineteen was a pretty fucking boring year, actually, for me. Yeah. What? Oh Lot no! I'll mas- tell you something fucking funny that happened when I was nineteen. A lot of masturbating. I was fucking. <laughs> It was the summer. It was July. Summer I was listening to fucking what do you call it? Craig Charles on BBC Radio Six. Oh and I yes. Heard, I heard fucking uh, Renegades of Jazz on the radio. And it then was the next... time for it was time for Robot Wars. Yeah, that's the man. <laughs> but the next thing I know, there was a rainstorm that like engulfed the whole of my that's hometown right. in Ghidorah. That was uh, a very big storm. Yeah, and then uh, fucking uh, the old chapel at which we used to. This is in Rob thousand and nineteen. Two thousand nine. Yeah. So. And, Aaron, and that was the year the very cold winter as well, isn't it? Yeah, man. That was a I heard, cold winter. I heard Some cold that, shit, man. Cold. I heard that uh, the nineties didn't officially start until you were born. <laughs> when were you born? A hundred and five years ago. Years ago. No, nineteen eighty nine. Are you using? I'm. I'm a millennial. <laughs> I'm using a bulldog moisturizer. And some kind of other sponsored by Carmen. You're right. Jude buys me moisturizer Yo. to keep me from looking much older than you. Went. If you get too old, looking. It's just it's just okay if I smoke a cigarette in here. Smoking up the chimney. Anyway, I will. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Smoke it up the chimney. Smoke That's it up. I have to lean away from the mic. <sighs> wow. I lean away from the mic. Would you accept an acoustic version of a song? Exclusive. Um, Exclusive acoustic. Yeah. Uh, only if you yodel a song right now. <laughs> what song? I can't actually yodel even the smallest amount of my balls. No? <laughs> look, look at the inc- inconsistency in your waveform. It's like the... In- <laughs> <laughs> and then it's... A- and then It's grand there. I'm here. Can you hear me? I'm at the. Hello. Is it really you? I don't. I don't believe. So, what he's been at? How have you been keeping sane in these trying times? <laughs> uh, I've been very busy. <laughs> Please do tell. He's been fucking busy. Yeah, we have busy. been very busy. Yeah, tell me about it. We've been touching each other's. Spill uh, the beans. Paul Brains. showed me his genitals, and we. I don't remember that. He came over. He said, "Robert, time. I don't want to show you my genitals. And you got to like, see this. It's fine." I'm taking it. <laughs> it's what everyone's. It's what everyone's talking about. You Let me see, see these this. <laughs> You gotta see what's going on over here. <laughs> you never seen anything like this. And then I said, "My God, you're hired. <laughs> Beautiful. That was the best fucking goddamn balls I ever saw. That was it. I'm telling you, pristine that, that balls. Biggest balls I ever. 
The biggest boils in Pomerica. <laughs> Bars of steel. Bars. <laughs> no, yeah. Bars. Balls, Johnson. Bars. In order to get very serious all of a sudden, we may have been very busy lately. Yes. This is the worst. <laughs> I don't even need to finish that sentence. It's just the worst. <laughs> this is going to be yeah. traumatic for people listening to. I'm going to have to put some kind of warning at the start. Really? <laughs> really? Is it not going to be amazing? There's going to be a lot of editing. That's for sure. I don't. I think there's going to be very little editing. I think too much. I think if I edit too much, it'll just confuse things. <laughs> I don't think it could be more confused. To be honest. But yeah. What? <laughs> What's exactly. your New Year's resolution, Rob? What the fuck is your New, 1080p. New Year's resolution? I asked you first. I don't have one. I don't believe in that stupid shit. You don't believe in it? No. Are you an atheist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, are you? What does an atheist believe in? Modest gains on stock market <laughs> based upon <laughs> good market research from the previous quarter. An atheist has a lot of faith that there is no god <laughs> yeah what the <laughs> what's your position on scandinavia as the rulers of the free world reverse cowgirls yeah if if we could give it to scandinavian them scandinavian reverse <laughs> <laughs> he said what position oh he <laughs> said yeah no i just i just put the two together you know <laughs> scandinavian rulers of the world reverse cowgirls do you think that if the Scandies ruled the world, the world That's would be a, a better place? Statement. Yeah. What is it? I'm sorry. I've, I, I've know, I don't. Want, I just don't want any backlash. No, I. I if I was <laughs> just edit it out, honestly, if you if you well, think it's bad, the Scandies is is fucking pejorative. The no, the the, op- the opinions of Rob do not reflect the opinions of the Waterway App Podcast. Just Scandies. Uh, they're white motherfuckers. They're fine, man. Wait, what did you say? The rulers of the world. You is can't it? save. Yeah. Pe- you can't call people fine anymore. <coughs> I call people fine. Yeah. All right. Fine people, on both sides. Whoa, you mean wait, we can't wait. just call people fine without any consent? What? <laughs> I'm confused. I'm so confused. You're, I'm like three layers. It's 2020. You can't just throw around words like fine. It's 2020. It? You can't just throw around wor- the, words. Fine like, in what meaning? How many layers I don't of irony get... are you on, Owen? I'm so confused. You're a liar. Owen. This is Owen Gillisman. I'm down the rabbit hole, boys. He's, no, I'm really curious. It's dark no, down here. Do you mean it's 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 wrong to say like that people of any kind are attractive? No. Well, no. I was implying that, but it was a joke. People oh. are not attractive. People are not, not oh, okay. I've never been more revolted by people in my whole entire life. <laughs> more. More teeth. More teeth. What are you fucking talking about? So, God, I feel traumatized by confusing that last five minutes one. Seriously. Do you know what I mean? If we can't follow this and we're here. Oh, yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the fucking definitive <laughs> no, episode too, of the if it's too weird, please just don't put it out. Like. I think it's going to be entertaining anyway. Like, What in the fuck is actually going on? I'm so stoned. Does man. it have to be released? <laughs> oh, yes. 
Lucky. We should have a. a I will say that maybe if you have anything to plug, I'd plug it now before you people turn off. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to plug in. <laughs> no. Okay, back to the non. <laughs> back to the nonsense. Yeah, I have nothing to plug. <laughs> <clears throat> what? Go on. Something's on Rob's mind. Big silence would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about us. I think it'd be, it'd be even funnier if we did it for real instead of me just editing in a pod or editing in a silence. <laughs> no, like, um, is there anything to plug? We have a track coming out on the 14th of December this year. Oh, yeah, you have to get all fake like you're on a. It's like on a fucking. <laughs> the song is fucking. <laughs> It's coming out on the fucking. You know, like whenever. So, <laughs> hang on, let's do like let's do a Jimmy Fallon. Sorry. The neighbors. Oh yeah, shit! They'll probably hate everything about I think me they're doing probably, it. They're probably moving out. <laughs> Oh, there's people sitting outside hear, on, a, on, a can, wee, on a wee camping chair. I can hear them. They're gonna suck my cock. <laughs> a lot. What the fuck are you doing? I don't know. Oh my god. Please don't release this. Uh, <laughs> delete the last 10 minutes. I don't really know what the fuck we're supposed to do. Like, I can't follow these guns. Like, we were having a conversation and we just went all over the shop. You're too smart. What if okay. you used to let it pause? That, pause. Okay, just pause that, and we'll. <laughs> I don't think I'm we gonna s- smoke early. I don't think we said anything in there because I I asked if you want to have a break, and then you started recording again. And we clearly weren't ready to start <laughs> recording Summer, you shouldn't speak to her like that.
Search an image from your from your childhood and watch basket, it while you eat. Basket nostalgia. Do you not know, like the future is cancelled? What? Yeah, There's nothing to be hopeful. The for. past is on repeat. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Talking reruns, lad. Whoa, that's creepy when you think about it. Yeah, the nostalgia cycle for the eighties has been going on for twenty years. Fool. <laughs> It's like a broken record, like <laughs> a civilization that's turned into a broken record. <laughs> oh dear God, that's bad. Was bedeutend das Frasung? Sham. Frasierung. Das ist nicht die Frasierung. Die gute? Die gute Frasierung? Mm. Oh, what is written? What book? Mm. I'm reading um, Underland. Go on. It's by this fellow Robert McNamara. I think is his, his name. I don't remember correctly. Okay. But he's a Cambridge uh, archaeologist type dude. Uh, he's also a big time hill walker. Mm. And he writes these uh, books about like, he writes a lot of, mostly the, like UK and Ireland. And just like archaeological sites and like walks and like pilgrimage ways and stuff. Mm. But it's written in this really lovely mixture of like documentary and like documentary and like poetic style. So okay. it's like really like clear, descriptive, like informative, but like very fucking lovely. Very like beautiful writingly. Um it's really good. My back my bias back there, I'll, I'll grab it in a sec. But yeah, it's just this book's all about uh, the under like under underground. Hmm. So caves. Uh, under under underland. I think it's the, the author is Robert McNamara. I think it's his name. I think I know the bag now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'll just give it a wee plug. Yeah. That's fucking lame. Why isn't it all here? Let's see. Mmm. Alright. That was good, eh? There we go. Robert McFarland. Robert McFarland. Underland. The way into the Underland is through the riven trunk of an old ash tree. That's the. Uh, Underland is an epic exploration of the Earth's underworlds as they exist in myth, literature, memory, and the land itself. In this much anticipated sequel to his international bestseller, The Old Ways, Robert McFarland takes us on an extraordinary voyage into our relationship with darkness, burial, and our planet's past and future. So good, man. Class. The, there's another quote here. Into the Underland we have long placed that which we fear and wish to lose, and that which we love and wish to save. Nice. Yeah, it's a great book. Do you know, um, you're familiar with John O'Donoghue? Oh, yeah, I haven't actually really read one of his books, but my English teacher, who was a legend and had such great taste in books, she said he, she was one of, he was one of her favourite writers. Yeah, I just started reading his uh, his first book, Anyam Cara. Oh, yeah. Well, and what's it like? It's very good, yeah. There was, it actually came into my head earlier, uh, the stuff you were talking about to do with like identity and all, because he talks about the soul. And he like talks about how we we picture the soul as being in the body, but it's actually the other way around. The body is within the soul. Oh. And he talks about this like <laughs> physical way of uh, praying, where you picture a light emanating around your body, and then you take a breath, you breathe in that light, then. Oh right. And then when you breathe out, it's all the like dark and charcoal from inside you, and then. Oh right. Yeah, and I was huh. like, that's pretty cool. It's like so, a. It's sounds like a, fun. Yeah, it's almost like a visual visualization of meditation, I suppose. Like, yeah, yeah, just helps like helps along with the process. Like, yeah, no, it's, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's like, um, it's like it's that kind of he like ties like spirituality back to the Celts and also he talks about like myths and stuff like that and like Irish blessings and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's really blessings. Nice. Irish blessings. We're not very blessed. Blessings, sorry. Are, blessings are important. Mm. Mm. You gotta have. You gotta be blessed. Gotta count them, mate. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> blurst. Blurst. Hashtag blurst. Feeling appreciative. <laughs> blurst. Feeling positive. Blurst. Fred blurst. Fred blurst. <laughs> blurst. Fred durst. <laughs> Lick bled. Fred durst. Lick bled durst. Drop Fred. <laughs> drop. Drop Fred dead. <laughs> Drop dead Fred Durst. Oh. Shots fired. You can ask me up now. Huh? You're back. Ask me awake now. You're having oh, a wee... Cut. What was I like talking about? You're having a wee sugar crash. Whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> More for Beastie Boys. But, um... What do you think about the Freemasons? Trailer Park Boys. Not free enough. Not free enough. I don't really think about anything about them. I don't really give a fuck about the Freemasons. <laughs> yeah, because I, 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 the other day... Figure out ways of going to sleep at night. And that wouldn't be conducive to that. No, I, like, I don't know. I just the other day I was like, huh? What about the Freemasons? The conspiracy theorists always getting really head up with them. And I was like, oh, we look. And looks pretty boring, to be honest. And yeah, pretty dry. Looks like a big waste town. Yeah, <laughs> looks like there's not much happening there at all. No. Yeah, it's like bullshit. <laughs> they really haven't got their shit together at all, actually. No. Yeah, it's a society of um, it's a society of monotheists. That's how I understand. It's a it's a it's a pan, it's a pan uh religious like mono like movement of monotheistic. 
hmm. people. So basically, people of any faith who believe in one God are welcome. Okay. Which is like Christians, uh, Jews, Muslims, um, Zoroastrians, I think, and one or two others. Scientologists. Saint, yeah, yeah. Mormons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they actually are. Scientologists are my favorite. Uh, I actually heard a really nice... Legends. Well, it was it was interesting. It was a it was a guy who was Mormon talked about it, but he said it was like a it's like a thing that they say to each other, but it's not in the official text or something. Okay. And it was like, uh, God is what. Mm, let me see. God is what man used to be. No. Man, ma- man is what God used to be, and God is what man can be. Something, I, I so agree. Something like that, basically saying that like, uh, you're always aiming towards the divine, like, yeah. fucking potential. Yeah. He's saying it can be nice, but it can be like quite like uh, draining. Yeah, because you're like on this eternal like path to being amazing, and you can't just like be, you can't just like settle down and all. Like, yeah, there's 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 this uh, French philosopher I was I was telling Rob about and started getting back into like a week or two ago, Simone Way. Uh, so Simone and her surname is W E A L, and uh, she was the brother of a really famous, really uh, well-renowned mathematician called Andre Way, okay. who was like one of the key mathematicians of, like the twentieth century. But um, she was also a genius. Like taught herself Greek at like age seven and stuff, and became she was very left-wing early in her life. But she basically just went out and like she always put her money where her mouth was. Mm. Like she would go and like work in factories, and she was born to a really rich family. But she would like forgo luxuries, and like during the First World War, she refused to eat sugar. Uh, like she was like a kid basically. She refused to eat sugar because the soldiers in the front line didn't have sugar. Yeah, it was just like this type of person who's always like you know very principled. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. And she rejected communism because she thought that communism was just another, another like system and a cycle of systems like overturning each other and like mm. you know and it wasn't really leading anywhere it wasn't really a solution to anything it's lots of really interesting ideas and um one of her really cool ideas she was like kind of a christian mystic as well one of her really genius moves was um her concept of god is that god the world was was created where god drew like his boundaries okay so the world is that the world is everything that is the absence of god but that is mm. is what is left behind when God leaves. Mm. So that and that's why we that's if you, and if you interpret like so much of Christian mythology through that lens, that the reality that we inhabit is like basically it's the it's the shadow of God essentially. Yeah. And the reason that we have to strive towards Something God to transcend or whatever is because that's like, yeah. essentially our origin that we've been separated from. Mm. Like, but nothing would exist without that separation. Mm. The entire world exists in the separation. Mm. Like and I thought that's such a genius idea because it, it immediately accounts for the idea of sin. Mm. Like people, like sin is built in from the beginning because there's a deficiency built into reality itself. Yeah, and that that's what where the striving towards God comes from. Yeah, it just kind of describes the human condition in a way too. It's like what's we're always like striving for something and searching for some meaning or whatever is all is that pursuit of god i suppose yeah yeah I, I think that's a good i think that's a really really useful way to like think of it mm. it's even in the i do like uh, i do like thinking about those uh just like in- indulging in those like um like mystical or spiritual like things and you know like taking in some of those ideologies and just 
looking at them pragmatically and be like what what were they like expressing in these and how can we use them and stuff like that? yeah definitely yeah because i definitely used yeah. to like just reject all of that and be like again going back to like identity the importance of like to choose one yeah. and now i feel like i'm quite happily somewhere in the middle where i can just like take it all on and yeah yeah you know like if you, like because even like someone asked me recently it's like do i believe in god and i like took a big break and I, I i did an answer and i was like hang on the answer is no but i just like it was like this like weird pause i, I think the reason was because i just like found the question kind of irrelevant yeah i was like because i like i don't believe in god but i also don't want to reject all that all that all that ide- ideology completely like yeah you know i'm i'm happy to wait around in that murkiness <laughs> yeah yeah there is there is there is an interesting way of thinking about that was like i think this this is like paraphrasing uh very very bad wizards podcast they they did like a five part analysis of um the brothers karmasov by dostoevsky mm. and there's a bit in that where that some paraphrasing them paraphrasing the, the <laughs> brothers karmasov which is terrible we don't even but, know who said it originally <laughs> yeah it's so bad like i should really just read the book like but uh there's something about how that the whole point the whole point of the true value of religion if there is a true value in it is that it actually is a, it's a fundamentally creative process mm-hmm. that god is god is a create is a is a mutual construction it's a communal construction that people agree to construct as like an aesthetic entity as like a moral entity as like a, con- oh, yeah. a conceptual entity like that's a shared creative object that like mm. that is only it continues to exist as long as like there's a shared pool of like resources energy that go into like updating it and like you know yeah, like, yeah. Like, like any piece of technology even yeah like you know it's like you have to keep yeah believing it and passing it on and modifying it to like yeah. suit the time you're in like or the questions you, you, you needed to answer like so mm. i think that's and that like when i heard that i was like oh that's a really like that really kicked my view of religion as a mostly agnostic person yeah that really kicked my view of religion on his head for like <laughs> a couple of weeks i was like god damn it man like yeah religion has been so awful and so terrible but like if it if it has the, the possibility to be this thing that can be a shared creative activity that yeah. create, that creates above all a sense of meaning in people's lives it's like oh that's such a hard deal to turn down especially yeah. if you're a creative person who, who cares about meaning and like yeah this is just a shared art a shared like a shared creative object again yeah you know i don't like it i don't like it either i don't, I don't like I, what you're saying though but you don't like it or, or it's or it's not I true i don't agree with it i mean on what grounds? I just I, think it's like it's poor to. No, actually, I don't think you you mean uh, incorrectly or anything. I think like if you don't like it, I think that's. I'd, I'd like to know if it's if you think it's untrue, but I don't really care if you like it or not. Yeah, no, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, I don't like, want you to care. I don't want you to care whether yeah, or not yeah, I like it. Yeah. I'm just saying I I just disagree with it. So. Oh, that's fa- that's fair enough. Yeah. I know you've got strong views on religion. Yeah. Spoiler, not a fan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just yeah. think it's very, it's, it's just, it's more, it's, an, it's easy to not be a fan. It's but obvious. Yeah, I think, I think, like, I lean more to you, where like, I think we can kind of, it's still possible to learn stuff and like gain understanding and still, yeah. and still be like, yeah, it's still fundamentally bad. <laughs> oh, totally. If but you, but, but if I mean, you like, want. But the point is the value proposition. If that's like, the choice, if that's the choice, if that's where you land. You don't. There, have to there's so see. many easy angles to come at religion from that are so yeah. that are so obvious and they're so they're so 
they're so well known and obvious and true that yeah. they almost don't register with people anymore. Yeah, that it's yeah. like it's it it doesn't actually like incite anyone to, to any action because it's everyone's just like oh we know that already. Yeah, didn't have to make right. the connection through like some sort of weird fungus on a stone. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that yeah. Kind of shit. Like, in order yeah. to be like whoa magic happened. It's almost like yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. almost going back to like the stuff. It's like with politics and like that being your tribe. It's like that's almost like the 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 end of like where it comes it's like you believe in it or you don't or you believe in this or you it's like yeah. that's like all that's where the conversation ends most of the time it's like just to identify what side you're on nearly yeah what what I mean, like the point i'm trying to get to is like the the value proposition that yeah. religion offers it still hasn't been matched by anything else mm. there's no other social institution we have that like, yeah, that, like that, if, if that it, can match the value proposition of religion on so many levels yeah which is that it can act as a stabilizing force in the context of a state or an empire or a you know a kingdom or whatever it can act as a glue like to keep social structure social structures intact mm-hmm. it can act as a social support system for people who are dying out it like it helps to ritualize like very important events like marriage and death and yeah birth and all oh things. yeah all those like, rituals are really important oh yeah and like we're so like we're so like we're so we still have the like we say that we're like we're over religion but at the same time we still depend on it for so many of these things well it's like you, but nobody you, wants to answer the question but, of what is supposed to come but after you, it sure we say we're over religion but then people say bullshit like it's like i'm spiritual but not religious it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like you're we're not over it's like we we search for something else instead like like all the time but there's not, i don't think there's any reason not to separate religion and spirituality though because because you can see religion is just a ritual like a set of rituals like and practices which can offer like those types of that type of support and like can like give you that value proposition that no other system or thing can Hmm. whereas spirituality is like i think vice nature is way more individual anyways yeah but i just it's like by definition but i i think it's just that identifying thing again maybe even a little bit of ego again did it be like i'm not religious I'm like better than that, <laughs> but I'm spiritual. It's like kind oh, of like yeah, a yeah. oh yeah yeah that's yeah. totally. I bought the I bought the fucking Alpro soy milk today, not the Aldi one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of um, radical theology? I've heard a wee bit about it. Like, yeah, like, I listened to. There's like a couple of big kind of names in it. One of them, weirdly, is like the 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 guy who used to be a roadie for ACDC. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> no. Jordan Peterson. But he, because uh, <laughs> so I heard him talk about like kind of try to define what uh, radical theology was, and he he kind of described it as like an answer to atheism. So it's not about like, it's not really about giving you a belief. That, well, in my kind of interpretation. It's kind of about the philosophy and stuff of religion, like you're kind of talking about. It's like to, so if you've like lost religion, it's like a way to, it's almost like a reconciliation of being like, here are the things that we can like still explore in it without having to be like, this is real or not. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh huh. And like another guy, really like Peter Rollins, he's like, he'd be categorized like as a radical theologian too. But it, when he talks about it, he's that he basically says that like once you go further far enough down the path of philosophy, you end up in like theology anyway. It's like because it's so, I think basically it's so like fundamental and like cultures and stuff that like you kind of end up there because it's probably like the if philosophy is like the form of like comfort and resolve and like ethics and stuff, then it's always going to be tied to 
like if, if philosophy is a thing that brings you comfort and so is religion you know what i mean it's like they're it's like it's, it's it's some, like the fundamentally it's, different purposes of like especially philosophy historically was never like it arose in a cultural context where it wasn't so much a source of comfort as it was like a sort of like social form like sport almost it was much more like well, a, you know I, d- I don't know i think like th- like there was an element to that but i know like a lot a lot of the kind of originally it was supposed to be really practical like it was but i mean like it was only and like you look like, like even, the, pic- even the picture we have of it is corrupted by the fact that the, yeah. so- the sources we have handed down are all the yeah we're all the rich slave owning people they were the text the yeah. rich slave owning people left but behind. like yeah the, the, like, like the you re- know, and of, of course they would say oh the philosophy we write down is very practical because we're so smart <laughs> yeah whereas like but, know, but that the vast majority of the population probably thought they were like but idiots. that that was the point too it was like but like <laughs> yeah it definitely like separated a lot too but like even the like stoics would have derided like the pen and ink philosophers it's like they were yeah. like it's not about it's about like practicality and like even when christianity came along they that was the main obstacle for them was stoicism because it like had so it p- brought so much comfort and practicality to people they yeah. were like we don't really need <laughs> this we just we've got our own shit and then like yeah. they would adapted a lot of the principles of stoicism yeah and yeah. did to like to, to get more people into it but yeah definitely like i, I read um it's a good book I read recently, The Constellations of Philosophy. Yeah. And it's basically about like practical uses for philosophy for happiness. And I think that is the the proper <coughs> the fun like the real goal of philosophy. Hmm. Interesting. So it's not just go on Twitter and say st- some stuff and then Well I'd say the, yeah, I, I mean I'd like, say that the original point of philosophy was to try and figure out like the nature of things, right? Yeah. But I think it's important, like, if you really are committed to the project of like of that which which was like well yeah was, maybe that, originally that, because that was taken over by other like progressively other branches of as the different branches of philosophy developed it was there the sort of like branches that sprouted out yeah overtook philosophy in the areas that that those branches became developed in yeah like, like mathematics and like science well, and like well, chemistry yeah. and biology and physics and stuff. yeah like yeah i suppose yeah definitely like the philosophy has led to a, a lot of that but i think like yeah, I suppose. But definitely over the years, too, there have been philosophers that have, like, kind of remind, like, I was reading about uh, Michel de Montaigne recently. Like, he oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, like, he's great. Like So good. Yeah, like, people like him who are all about, like, kind of bring it back to practicality and stuff. Like, yeah. And, like, yeah I, and I heard, yeah. um, I was listening to a podcast, and it was uh, Rob Bell. He's kind of like a spiritual i don't even know what you'd call him but yeah he talked about a friend of his and like it doesn't matter what what you bring up like what like spiritual or philosophical things like no matter what his his friends like reaction would just be like how's that working out for you and i love that as like a, a leveler it's just like it's like oh i was like i did this or whatever and it's like how's that working out for you it's like <laughs> no matter what just like what are but i think is that is that doing it is that doing anything good i think it's a, i think it's a great way to bring things back down to earth but i think it also it makes it reduces the scope of like of how we how of it, re, it makes the the width of the lens that you can see things through smaller because it reduces every idea to its utility as it applies to you whereas i think the 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 way philosophy where philosophy works out the best is philosophy is in sort of the it's like the scouts of they're like the scouts of knowledge mm-hmm. you know the explorers like you know they're sort of out in the frontiers where definitions are still very loose and like the main questions still haven't been formulated that's where philosophy is really good because it's all about establishing like the the 
most general definitions or the most and they're oftentimes the best at like just deconstructing everything and, and reassembling it from new conceptual components so philosophy is really great for like new things that are just being figured out like like philosophy came into great use around the time like the foundations of quantum mechanics were being figured out because mm-hmm. they and basically it was the mindset of philosophy that really helped there yeah but it's but that's just one side of it like and the same as like it's it's no more no less important than the practical side yeah like so i yeah, guess that's, that's I guess fair yeah yeah i guess it's how to get like both sides of it like to make it useful like yeah to make it useful to society i would argue that it is very useful to society it's i think a tra- so it's too, a tragedy yeah. that like we have so many people living in the world who just who take any chance they can get to like try and say that science is a hoax and fake and everything it's like you live in a world of comfort because yeah. of science everything about it yeah yeah so like most of the improvements to our quality of life for the last like 20 yeah. years have yeah. been because and of it's science. weird the way and pe- people are like years yeah and, be, and, and people like our society revolves around trust in experts as yeah. well like if you yeah. like recently our our shower broke so why don't we get someone who knows how to fix the shower <coughs> an expert if, you know yeah, yeah an expert yeah. It's like whatever the field is but then when it comes to science you're like mm, I don't know <laughs> I think actually I know better yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't fix a disease it's yeah. me <laughs> I'll leave a I'll say if you open a restaurant inside your pub <laughs> safe baby <laughs> just open up baby roll the dice <laughs> just fill the the locals with fucking pies dude <laughs> That's my idea of all of that anyway. Can I take a piss? No, that's stoicism, baby. <laughs> May I pee? No, you know. Can I be excused so I, I, can pee? I insist. <laughs> oh, I must grab beer. I was just talking about the, uh, the direct provision center that's coming to Lever County. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, it's not a harsh topic, I'd say. But um, I would say it's going to be met with a lot of protests because of Niall McConnell and so on. Mm. And I think, like, perhaps maybe we would want to. Uh, get a group together that might actually be there to welcome them and to document it to make sure that uh, we can see what the opposition looks like and how to deal with them in a way that is satisfactory Uh, when is that? I don't actually even know but it would be useful to know yeah it would (laughs) it's a weird it's a weird like uh thing because it's like direct provision bad but people in direct provision good <laughs> to sum up you know what i mean it's like the yeah. the like it's an issue but we also if that's the best they have we, we kind of need to yeah we have to support it if, even if it is shit yeah unfortunately it's a weird fucking position to be i would in. say that's a fucking pragmatic attitude like yeah yeah so it's a mature attitude like that's know? the story with like sure what the streams we're doing every yeah, wednesday beers, those beers so i can see paul's face oh yeah <laughs> Did you mean crack one of them real first? Yeah, you can just twist it yourself. Oh, it can yourself. you? Yeah, man. Fucking deadly. Shit. You've just got a twist in yourself. So the, the streams we're doing every Wednesday. The ah, band, yes. The bands, the bands have all agreed to... Um, to it? To, yeah. To, to uh, it. Uh, <laughs> no. they've, they've, all, they've all agreed to uh, let me, re- once they're finished, be released for uh, money for... Um, the profits will go to... The uh, Musicians Without Borders uh, organization, which I think is sort of like, they're just about sort of bringing music 
and I don't know integration to the to the refugees or whatever migrants or whatever so mm. i just thought maybe you know we're going to donate a few guitars and stuff once they're uh, pat tested and stuff and some amps just to make sure that obviously they don't fry anybody so mm. that's uh it's going to be like an a big amount of things but the whole idea is to create uh some sort of uh maybe positive vibe instead of the toxic vibe that is in this county at the moment it's, yeah uh, so uh toxic and sludgy and disgusting and stuff like in february last year if any of you remember there was a, a hotel that was uh penned for um penciled in for being a direct provision center that was burnt down that's right yeah. where, where was that again it was out by fucking i was it milford or not Mel- milford no milford. was it not i think it was lifford it was out by was near the border Valley was it? I can't, it was a word. <laughs> Just shouting random towns. <laughs> was it Donegal anyway, wasn't it? It was, yeah. out, it was out by where Niall McConnell is stationed. Aye, that's what I thought. I left in Clamani, somewhere around there. Uh, Aye, out that direction, yeah. And like, you know, there, the thing is, as we were talking about before, you know, I don't hang around with religious people because they do my fucking head in half, after a while because they've put all this... Um, rational thinking into the hands of something they can't even prove uh, that does my fucking head in because it affects my relationship with them or whatever and there's people i just don't talk to anymore because of it so so when i when i see a lot of these very uh bleeding hearts fucking progressive types talking about integration and all that in the way that they're talking about it as if there will be no problems i wonder like from predominantly religious countries like syria and so on how are we going to, you know, integrate without causing any problems? Because uh, it doesn't look like uh, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't. Lo- it, I know it can work, but like, how the fuck are we going to do it? Because the way it's being done doesn't look very promising to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard because it's like, like, it's like everyone, each side sees how right they are. Yeah. Like I remember having that conversation with someone when we we're like, protest or like, you know, doing stuff for repeal the eight, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was chatting to this woman, and uh, she was—I can't remember what she said—but I was like, "The problem is we're both right." And then she was like, "No, I'm right and you're wrong." And I was like, <sighs> "You know, I was trying to—I was trying to be like, it's like we both think we're right," and she was like, "And I, and like I was trying to extend that like." understand it to her that like it's like yeah you're right but i'm right it's like we both to our, our part like going back to like that what do you call it poly truth yeah <laughs> oh fuck yeah yeah it's like we're both right <laughs> yeah, yeah but then she was just like no i'm right and you're wrong it's like but that is the problem it's like people who people who see the issue with religion and all they they can't help but see how right they are yeah, yeah. and then other people who believe in religion can't see how right they are that they should be defending this yeah. thing and it's like well i think the biggest i think the unfortunately the biggest mistake that the that the left made especially in europe in the last 10 to 15 years was um we were everyone was so high on the myth of the end of history and the idea that liberalism would would say liberalism would save everything and everything would just nice nicely roll into pleasant green utopia for the rest of yeah. time and technology would just, just you know and, and that would just i remember 2008 ha- just, as well i just want but, to, but that like, was 2008 but that got carried on by the left up until like 
No, like even even still, they still live in the pipe dream of the end, wanna, of the end of history. Can I, like, can I just clear that up? It's like is that that that's what you mean by end of history? It's like basically end of hardship or end, like the. Well, it was, it's like if you look at history books, it's all like the wars and the shite. It comes from. Is that basically what, what, so what that is? Historian, uh, France. I think Francis Fukuyama was his name, and he wrote a he wrote a paper in like ninety two or ninety three, and it was and that was I think the title of it or the mm. subtitle of it was the end of history. And basically, his the way he thought of it was the fall of the Berlin Wall and the collapse of the USSR. It's like basically a signaled, clean season from here on out. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> It basically signaled like you know that oh, like capitalism has successfully outcompeted, like it's only right, it's only re- real rival and competitor. And like now, it's a it's it's clean sailing for liberalism. Yeah, and you know the the capitalist model from here on out, it's just it's kind of ironic and sad that like that it was left-wing people who should be the first people to be aware of these like built-in myths of capitalism and and liberalism that was left-wing people who bought into those myths and then they just applied them to the entire world with no thought as to the real life consequences of what happens when you just throw two two completely different groups of people together in a confined space and you add things like economic pressure and other and other tensions on top of it it's like and you're going to rip their culture to pieces yeah i think it's just so important it's really important to just to to keep it in the abstract because we all know that like groups of people are not people people are people individuals Mm. are people groups are not people like Mm. so it is on it's it's never fair to to, to generalize it's never fair to generalize like but if you look at it just purely in the abstract, you can predict a group of people but you can't predict an individual (laughs) yeah precisely yeah when you look at it purely in the abstract that that idea that you can and especially that you can you can be a left-wing party in some countries which have first passed the post systems like the uk mm-hmm. and you can be a left-wing party and 30 to 35 percent of the of the electorate is solidly working class and grew up in a time when maybe they didn't see somebody who wasn't the one ethnicity for their entire life and then, and then suddenly there's you know they, they may, may become minorities in their own community like and you want to tell those people that they just have to shift their beliefs because that's the way the world is now the world is liberal now you know we're we're all we're yeah. all progressive we're all liberal now, and if you're not on board Fuck you. You, you don't have a right to, to call yourself even working class yeah. anymore yeah you're beyond the pale of like yeah. of, of civilizedness obviously those people are going to go well we just got shot on by the people who we th- we thought were going to be on our side and represent yeah. us they're going to go for the person who, who says yeah. fuck those people like it doesn't yeah. matter what they're offering like that was like uh, i heard someone talk about that in regards to like the when trump and hillary and uh, that election like uh Hillary's reaction to make America great again was to say like her slogan was uh, America is great already or something like that and that just like what an own goal I know what, it's so stupid because that just means that everyone who isn't happy is wrong according to what she just said it's like it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like you've got you've got no right to be unhappy Americans are already great it's like, yeah, yeah obviously they're going to go for the guy saying let's change things like it's so yeah yeah especially uh... but it was the greatest I think it was the greatest card trick in the history of, of like cap- of capitalism basically to to get uh to, to make the sort of like urbane left wing uh, portion of society like middle class left wing educated educated left wing people basically to manage to cor- to create a situation where they're corralled into their own cultural bracket and they can no longer ally themselves with the working class you know mm. less highly educated <laughs> but also left wing people people and who alienate the entire left in the process break up the entire left in the yeah. process like 
Hmm. That's the fu- that's the one of cancel culture. Like the one yeah. of cancel culture is that the people who who are canceling the ones who and the ones who come from the lo- like the yeah. lo- lo- lower air quotes that was a society are those are the people who need to be allying with each other. Yeah, and find common cause. But, then, but if you can get people angry over this or that stupid shit over this this thing this month and this thing that it, month. Well, but you have to make the very distinct. The, there's a distinction between cancel culture and digitized cancel culture. Oh yeah, you totally, need to really yeah, make yeah. that distinction because cancel culture has been around for a long time. I also have to make the distinction that there is like loads of terrible shit that has been going on in the world for a long time and still goes on that needs to be called out. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. it's also weaponized against. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying when it's dopamine. Uh, driven and like you know yeah, people yeah. get yeah, narcissistic yeah. supply out of being fucking active so to speak they can feel like they're doing something Excuse and yeah. all that yeah 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 definitely but it's like I mean but the problem is that you know the whole idea essentially there was like I'm just thinking this right now so it could be way off base but essentially for most of history up until very recently there was really three courts where you could be tried there is there is the, the courts of the legal system, the uh, the courts of the state. There's the, there's religious courts or even religious prosecution, you know, for religious crimes or mm-hmm. like heresy or whatever. And there's private judgment, like you know, enter like between friends or between family or whatever. Public um, opinion. Yeah, pu- public well, public and private opinion. I guess so. Really, that's four. But like now, you know, whereas previously, the different areas of judgment, the things you could be judged on all happens spread out in those different areas now it's like most of our life happens in one of those courts which is the public court like you know everything is like forced into the open yeah everything's influenced by that too man and you're like your literal habits are influenced by it by data-based fucking algorithms that you don't even realize are controlling you like yeah so even the things that you think you think are not even purely your thoughts (laughs) anymore exactly it's like fuck like yeah shit man I've often thought with like with the social dilemma thing where they described how what is it there's like it's a very small number like it's no more than 15 data points regular data points you need about a person you can basically predict all of their preferences and all their most of their what they you know what we would call quirks Mm. and like preferences and what they lean towards and it's like people are like oh my god like you know Facebook and these companies have way too much data and like they shouldn't be able to like harvest this much data about us so they can figure out so much and it's like nobody wants to wants to like ask the easier to, to, to solve the problem in an easier way maybe it's just that we're not that complicated maybe it's just that we are so simple and so basic that it only takes 10 to 15 data points to predict all of our preferences because we're fucking basic <laughs> and like and we're like conv- we've most of us convince ourselves that we're like extreme we're extremely complicated and then you get us. then that's like a complete like paradox of facebook is promoting the individual and then you're realizing yeah, like, yeah it's not that exactly. unique about you at all because yeah <laughs> whereas like the way it's, the way it's usually looked at is the opposite which is that you are a unique individual. So you're, special. You're, you're so special. You're so complicated. And the big bad man Facebook has got so many algorithms and so much data about you that they can predict your every move because they have so much power. It's like, it's just guys and girls. You're on, basic. On laptop. Yeah, basic. You're basic. It's just fucking. It's just, all Facebook is is a collection of men and women in offices figuring out ways to process data so they can make it better for to sell marketing shit to. That's all it is. But, like, it's uh, not a f- I'm a, I'm actually all right because I shared, I made a post that said if Facebook uses any of my, they're not they're not allowed they're not allowed to use my data. I shared it as well, man. 
Did you copy and paste that? I'm safe, sir. Uh, you're you're alright. I'm safe. I'm uh, safe, man. You're alright, hon. I am safe, man. You'll be grand, hon. But but the second thing about like <laughs> like so many things is like everyone loves to pick out like the obvious villains of history, and there's so many of them, and they're so they're great villains. Like you know, I don't need to name them. Like whom? But you know, all of them. Like you know, your Genghis Khan's and your your Genghis Khan's a fucking legend, man. Kaiser Soze, all the obvious ones, you know. But I think when it comes to like Facebook and stuff like that, is like Zuckerberg's a fucking legend, or like like Facebook and Twitter, and like all it's so, and it's very easy to hate them because they are they're shit and their their leadership is shit, and it's a fucking mess, right? But nobody wants to ask. Well, maybe you know a context created these companies. Assist, like a set of incentives created these companies, <laughs> yeah. and those incentives, if those incentives were there under the circumstances, the same thing probably would have happened nine times out of ten. Mm. The same thing in this case being the creation of companies like Facebook and Twitter mm. that capitalize on basically marketing and and data harvesting. Like yeah. You know, there's too much money to be made off. It's too obvious. And dividing idea. people creates fucking interaction, and yeah. interaction is profitable in this new data-driven world. But when are we going to t- start talking about the incentives? Yeah. Like, how do we make incentives so that, like, it's not we have incentives that create Brave good, Browser good does it? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen what Brave What's Browser does? Some job. So you get some currency. You get some. You get some cryptocurrency for all the ads you either click or do not click on, because either thing is a data point. So uh, they have. They don't only allow certain ads, don't they? Do they only allow certain ads as well? It's like uh, ads that they deem um, ethical or something. Ethical ads, yeah. So they're not based upon your work or any of that shit, you know. So they're like I don't know, ethical, yeah, ethically based. I think Jaron Lanier had something to do with the blurst. Do you not like him? <laughs> Blurst. Jared Lanier? Yeah, do you not know him? No, I was saying Blurst. What's that? You said it was ethically based and I said Blurst. Based? Like that? Blurst. <laughs> buttery, buttery. Sorry, buttery, sorry but- you were saying about Jared Lanier. Buttery biscuit Blurst. Buttery biscuit Blurst. <laughs> I just said you were talking about all that. Uh, Jared Lanier is good. I, I, think, I think it's good. Yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. Uh, you are talking about the Brave Browser. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Brave Browser, yeah, it gives you free money for... Brave. For, no, no, it doesn't give you free money. It pays you for using your fucking data. Yeah. That's it, yeah. And it's yeah. private. And it's got Tor built into it, so if you want to buy drugs... <laughs> it's there. That's, you know, that's not the only thing Tor can be used for, right? You just go to drugs.com. <laughs> I, was in, I was on that site. <laughs> I just... Uh, Put weed in the subject line and send an email to drugs at gmail dot com. Amazing, works every time. Did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> did you know that Amazon uses AWS to undercut uh, small town weed dealers? <laughs> no, I made that up. Oh, it sounds like something. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Benzos. <laughs> Benzo Diaz a pining for a few Jeffs. Diaz a pining. <laughs> <laughs> oh lads my name is Jeff <laughs> my name is Jeffy where the fuck's my fucking drink I can't couldn't I tell you right lads is we're that us we're gonna start chatting sense or uh... I thought we were chatting sense I think we gonna, I think we got enough for like 40 minutes of good stuff right? yeah. I'm gonna have my fucking work cut out for me editing this but sure I, I think there's like three blo- broad blocks. There's like you bri- you briefly mentioned that you're doing the streams, so uh, talk about that. Where are you? Where you are you? To talk about that. Where are they on? Okay, I'll talk about the streams. 
Where I'll, are talk, I'll talk about the whole model very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Right, right. Okay. You're asking about. Uh, yeah, tell me about these streams. Okay. Where, where are? Why are you doing them on Twitch or a Facebook one? A Facebook. The reason we're doing it on Facebook. That's why I haven't been seeing them because <laughs> I'm, I'm barely on Facebook. Anymore. Let me tell you some shit. When you've got like people on a thing, stick with that thing. Yeah. We were going to do it on Twitch, and hopefully we could do move forward somewhere else because we don't want to be stuck on Facebook. But we're doing well, them see, every week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, uh, I think like at some point we'll probably try and incorporate video into this, uh, and like I think Facebook's definitely where to start. Definitely. But then you can start driving towards YouTube or something else. Yeah, so. I'd rather that you know, because um, it's more of a. Okay, I guess so streaming is like what we're doing is more um tutorial kind of based cause yeah it's just me mangling tunes on air at the moment but we're gonna we're gonna change that after about 12 episodes i think yeah mm -hmm. well we haven't really talked about it but yeah but like the idea i have is we'll put out the the finished ones after 12 donate the money to uh musicians without borders and then yeah yeah, yeah mo move all that probably uh to so that'll be about after Christmas. We've got a quite a few names ready for it, actually. But uh, we're going to keep it going uh, anyway, um, because I like it. It's yeah. fun. It's fun taking a part. That's it, man. That's a good enough reason. Completely. Yeah. yeah that's, and we're, that's we're a, make, that's we've made a few new friends and some new followers Great. and stuff. Very cool and all. And, uh, um, but yeah, we're like planning on... like we, we recorded a lot of live performances in the summer that we've got all edited, but... Uh, we don't know how the fuck to put them out because we were going to do it. We're going to have an MC up and uh, have him describe the songs, and we we're going to do a live show. But then lockdown came in. Yeah, uh, that's right. And um, now we're sitting on all these like pre-recorded live streams that are probably pretty cool. I think some of them are really, really good that we're proud of, like, and uh, could probably go out as a, a record on their own, but. We're just going to put them on as videos for the crack, like so. That's that's it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good way to do it. We've a uh, single out now, mountains and grooves, and we've another. That's right. I wanted to. I wrote that down. I wanted to talk to you about that as well. Okay, go on. Let's see. Just tell me all about it. Is okay. that a collab between you and the missus? Between me and missus. That's on. Got a old ball and Jane won't even let you make music on your own. No, that's not how it works. When did we record it? Three years ago, man. Huh? Three years ago, we recorded it. Really? Yeah. So, Ashley came in with a bunch of chords. For the first time in his existence, he came in with the guitar. <laughs> and he goes, here's some chords, everyone. And as we all know, that man exists outside space and time, so his existence <coughs> has been eternal. Precisely. He wrote this in the future. Well, <laughs> no, he wrote it long ago. But yeah, from your point of view. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. If he, if sorry, right sorry. If you're still we alive, actually, we, Ashley, just, we, we miss just, you. We just got this podcast back on track, and now I'm doing my best to fucking derail it again. <laughs> well, like, I this is the true trolley problem. The true trolley problem. Do you do a podcast or do you derail it? The fuck. Sorry, go on. Well, this song, Ashley wrote the cards three three years ago. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Three years ago, we recorded it. Ashley wrote the cards, and then I jumped on. And, um, you recorded it three years yeah, ago. We recorded it three years ago, I think, and. McCool put drums on it last year. I don't need. And I got Jude in, and we wrote the lyrics about doing sex. And um, that's hot. And then the doing sex was funny because we were making fun of the whole exploring each other's bodies and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, 
And then, uh, oh man, it had a sax solo in it originally and all and stuff. More like a sax solo, am I right? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Or a sax duo. What else? Nothing solo about it. <laughs> it has um, spooky, spooky bass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look, man, that's the. I'll fucking I'll stick it. it on the end of this episode, and everyone can go to listen. We got we got Kramer from Ween to mix it or to master it. Sorry, we got Ty. Is that what he went on it. to after Seinfeld? No, no, no. Kramer from the band. Uh, well, he signed Ween, <laughs> and he. Uh, what else did he do? He's he produced Galaxy Five Hundred, so we found his website and got him to master the song. And he did a great job, I think. Nice. It wasn't even expensive. Good guy. Hello, Kramer. If you're listening to this, you should get Kramer on your podcast. Kramer, I'd say he would do it. You know, Kramer, come on in. Oh wait. You should you should ask Kramer to go on your podcast. Yeah, sweet. I'd love to have him. He produced the butthole surfers as well, and Ooh. the Malvins and the Boredoms. I can only get so hard. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, you're. I've got some biography. You'd like some. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get some more off the internet. Take that erection, double it. <laughs> what you, you recommend? I've never tried it before. Neither have I. But I have listened to Limp Bizkit before, so I haven't needed it. See, pa- Paul has been very quiet, but then we we went back to a subject that we was inter- he was interested in. <laughs> mm. You know. losers. What are you nerds talking about music? Oh yeah, and we <laughs> for the video of Mountains and Grooves, Owl Era has made the video. I'm sure he would like to be plugged upon the internet. He'll be on here too, hopefully at some point. Oh jeez, get him on! Is that video? Good is it video out? Video's not out yet. No. Okay, we're going out. We have another tune coming out now called uh, "Left Hand Path." It used to be called a bunch of other things. I found the master line on the hard drive and I thought to myself, Jeez, Robert, you better get that out now. So I have that wrote, have it wrote down. Is that dull written? It's it? going on to Spotify 14th of December. Going on to Spotify. And if you go down to Spotify on the 14th of December, <laughs> just walk yourself, hear tune. walk yourself down to your local Spotify there. <laughs> yeah, down to your local at Spotify. Every, at every good Spotify dealer. <laughs> at every good Spotify near you. Yeah, boy. <laughs> That one's about the exact opposite. It's about how... Uh, what the fuck's the, the, the opposite? Opposite, the opposite of uh, Mountains and Grooves. What's yeah? the opposite of consensual love? Oh, uh, Catholic guilt. and The Catholic guilt process of getting married in this country. That is the exact opposite. I didn't know that's what, what the exact... That's op- what the tune's about. Yeah, I didn't know what the opposite Jeez. was until you until you said that. Good job. Oh, yeah, well, that's what the opposite is. Mm, so I wrote is. the song about that. You are correct. So it's like, uh, it's extremely up the ra. It's got a delightful... Um, <laughs> Uh, Saxon to compliment its uh, <laughs> rash do attitude. Know, do you know, do you know think is the, is the best thing of all now? Is uh, that the, the actual IRA memes and republicanism has been so thoroughly infiltrated by meme culture that oh, it's impossible to tell how much it is support for for the whole thing. It's Bloody just, Friday was a fucking disaster. I'm gonna go out. For every rose has its thorn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, was gonna, of it. I was gonna ask you something only mildly relevant. Do you still have that Jordan Peterson book? <laughs> twelve rules for Yeah. I've got twelve it. rooms twelve rules for cleaning your room. <laughs> twelve different techniques <laughs> for cleaning your room. <laughs> <laughs> Take responsibility for your room. 
do things the way everybody's done them for a thousand years, and you'll be okay, man. Stop complaining. <laughs> Just take it up the fucking ass for life. Also, you want oh, to also you want to fuck at least one of your parents. So I don't need to read. I don't need to read it anymore. Now I've got the. Just that's the whole book. That's there. the cliff notes. That there is fucking now. That's Jordan Peterson. The reason I ask is because I, I was listening to Blind Boy and one of his podcasts, and someone asked him what he what he thought of of Jordan Peterson, and he just gave. I thought, like, I thought it was kind of, dare I say, irresponsible his answer because he was just like. Uh, you know, like I read a bit of his book and then he started talking about lobsters and I thought it was, I was like, fuck off. And I was just like, you've got such a platform and you're just like ignoring the fact that like, like he could have done something really interesting I thought and, and actually went into why, why this guy is so well loved and why he's gotten so much traction instead of just dismissing it like without... Well, I think I think the reason that he's so loved and got so much traction is because the way he presents his ideas is designed so that you can project anything you believe onto them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's it's genius, like, but it's totally, it's completely intellectually dishonest. That's why I think even though he's great, he I think he has great advice for for people how to get their how to get their shit together. Yeah, to just put it bluntly, his advice on that stuff is great, but when it comes to the bigger themes, I get a very strong sense of being lulled into a trap. Okay. where he just paints the broadest generality he can, which is as agreeable as possible to a Western audience, a broadly Western audience, and you can just then superimpose whatever version of mm. your beliefs you think is morally okay. And that probably comes from his... Because uh, he's religious, isn't he? Yeah. But he always and refuses that, to answer whether he believes in God, which is the telltale that, thing to me. That kind of that's, that's basically Nietzsche's uh, argument against religion, exactly that. It's like this sort of, you know, it's like a passive kind of... I don't know. I can't remember what exactly it said, but what you just said there now reminded me of what he talked about, which is why I made that comparison. There was well, a lot well, of intellectual. But, like, but, but, but religion and the form of Christianity was basically like a poison. Yeah. But what, poison what, what, what I was going to say, sorry, is what you just said about Jordan Peterson was more in-depth than what <laughs> Blind Boy said. Like, well, it's that, very that, fashionable to like, hit on Jordan Peterson. But that's what I mean. Like, yeah. he, At least he could have like said something worthwhile instead of just making the... The, the lobster joke of all things yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like come on like well it's, it's like, like you said like it's like you have to look at you do have to take into account why he is popular like yeah because he, do, he does represent a missing yeah he's like he's he's like a symbol of a gap in in the in broader western culture yeah there's no like centered stable middle point where people can just agree on like the basic principles of like yeah. everyday life, and, I, and he's like a harkening to that. So many yeah. people have like a harkening to that some like simpler way of looking at things. Yeah, but I don't know where I've come from anywhere. At all. It's only simple for them though. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because they've been shielded from every form of like divergence exactly, of yeah. culture, like you know. Because uh, so, yeah, it appeals to a lot of people who are disenfranchised as well. Like, yeah, yeah, and I think it, like I think I don't know like uh, that's kind of why I want to read the book is because i'd like to actually be able to give a more informed opinion but I, my f feeling is that he is trying to express something that's true or at least tr that he thinks is true or you know trying to impart some kind of knowledge at least is what i get get from i don't i don't know if you have any further insight than that yeah i, I, I used to thought i used to think he was a bad person but i think he's full of shit now okay and the reason is uh, he had 
ample opportunities to renounce a lot of the things that he didn't renounce. And, and he voluntarily associated with a lot of people who were yeah. no, known for... Like, known liars, like Ben Shapiro. Pretty ba- bad shit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, pure yeah, dishonesty. That's, that's worrying then. Because that early on, like, he could have... Like, early on, he could... When he was just starting to gain, like, uh, you know, notoriety or fame, it would have been very easy for him to, to move himself in the direction of more impartial, like, sort of thinkers. And even if you think of Steven Pinker, who's roughly in the same ballpark as this like yeah. centrist white male, blah, blah, I know blah, that name. Tra- you know, semi traditionalist, right? He wrote uh, The Better Angels of Our Nature. So basically, it's his thesis that if you look at all measurable criteria, life is actually getting better. Like, I, I don't, oh, okay. I, it's, and it's getting better faster all the time. And like, you know, blah, blah, it's like, so I've all the, the this, doomsayers yeah. are all wrong. And like, but he doesn't take yeah. into account things like environmental externalities. That aren't, yeah. that aren't accounted yeah, for and that's right yeah, that, and like, that's why I heard of that because there's yeah there's like a whole these people all of these people those people that use these big statistics they purposely they knowingly and willingly like use distorted facts basically well, I'd like to uh, point out yeah. something very very yeah. very very quickly sorry for interrupting yeah. but the thing I'd like to point out is the, the thing that the thing that convinced me of Jordan Peterson in the first place was the fact that he actually the sleight of hand was he fucking pointed out um, that those who were blowing air horns and playing loud music over loudspeakers while he was trying to talk, they were destroyers of free speech. When in fact, they were completely exercising their free speech. They, I don't agree with what they did because it just mm. seemed like an idiotic way of dealing with the scenario that was yeah. childish. Yeah. They could have been smarter. Yeah. But I do think, uh, given the time frame they had to plan any demonstration, they picked an ad hoc, loud, proud thing that I think caused a lot of damage in the long run. Like, yeah. As somebody who uses marketing, te- is a mar- trained marketing, you know, you, you um, when you see an introductory campaign to the left and you see a bunch of people who are telling somebody to shut up by drowning them out you look like an unfair idiot and the right had a a fatal day with that and they made it made it very very easy to suck up young like sort of edgelords who who found it funny that these idiots who couldn't even make an argument were being externally loud using technology to shut somebody up so they were able to posit it as if they were narcissists shutting somebody up and that's how I think he rose to fame in reality. I don't think he ever had anything remotely interesting to say. I think I just got swallowed up by it because mm. he came across as authoritative. I think exactly, after yeah. that, he's a great speaker. Yeah, he's a really good speaker. he's a great communicator. Great, the fact uh, that his ideas are yeah. really, really, uh, oh, I hate the sense of kind of extreme. Practical. No, the fact that his ideas are actually very vacuous. Like, there's very mm. little actual content in a lot of what he's saying. Yeah. He very rarely gets into specifics or gives like mm. concrete examples or realizations of, of like of what he of the definitions he gives. He just like states a definition, and goes, "Oh, and this is probably true because blah blah blah," and yeah. goes on to the next thing. I probably yeah, lost a lot of friends you know. because I followed him. Like I followed him. Like that's why we made that video for Tua with Own here in it. Yeah. You know, coming around door to door like a Jehovah's Witness with the Twelve Rules for Life book. Yeah. You know, like because it was like a religious thinking kind of vibe. Because oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you know Definitely, anybody, yeah. I, I saw in comment sections anybody who dissented even remotely from his most pure communications were like shit upon in a flame war immediately. Yeah. And like I, being a part of that. Like I would probably would have defended him to the death, but like, I but I still think that like that there's a, there's a fundamental like problem now with 
the way we think about about discourse and debate because at a certain point in time it made sense to censor people at the point of speech mm-hmm. because the 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 forums that debates took place in were small enough that you mm-hmm. could effectively control a debate by being able to silence by like a what sort of you know by a majority a certain person's acting out of line that works mm-hmm. but that policy of just silencing individuals who who dissent in a, in a world where everyone's connected it doesn't work because you can never stop the flow you can never stop the flow of the bad information and all it does is make you out to be the bad guy because yeah. for every person you silence there's 10 more people who hear you've silenced them yeah it's like the like Alex Jones is an example he was like told yeah. to get off everything and then that kind of just made a whole other yeah. thing surrounding him then so that's the thing is and like I actually the, I actually watched like, him on um, Joe Rogan there before the few weeks ago the one day before the election I, and I was like I was like he was on with Tim Dillon who I love he's like a centrist comedian but he's he's great great just straight talker yeah but yeah I was like you know what fucking Alex Jones is alright hey? really <laughs> yeah think? Yeah, I was just like he's a liar though. Mike. He's like a bit mad and all, but like I nah, see, I, 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 I feel like I saw the humanity in that podcast. I was like, Do you but, not know anything about what he did to his wife and his son? No, oh. but I don't. But I don't think humanity. I don't is, know anything about it. But, but, but I, I don't think humanity, uh, like humanity in a person, guarantees like absolution. Or, it guarantees or, or, nothing. Or, or or guarantees forgiveness. Like I think it's possible to see humanity in a person like like Alex Jones and like appreciate yeah. appreciate it's a person, but appreciate that. Well, he's, to be honest, like he's I just, a I just being, like, I just meant like I don't know, like I I don't know anything about him, really. But I think it's it's a problem our culture has as well, like the the vague Western culture that we find ourselves trapped in, just like you know fucking what sort of vaporwave culture that we're like enmeshed in one the of future the, is cancelled the future culture. is cancelled culture like <sighs> one of the things if we're going to figure out a way to make things better one of the things we need to be able to do is to be able to to point at somebody and have solid criteria for saying that is a shit person mm. or that is an okay person like if you don't don't even have those like read criteria to start with nothing no like no pattern ever emerges yeah. and who the good and who the good and the bad guys are regardless yeah. of if there's a good or a bad or right or wrong you need there to be a pattern in who's who yeah. in order to figure out how to fucking exist but when you exist in a system where because everyone's basically got these conflicting ideas and I've got my own truth and you've got your own blah 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 it's like there's no up or down yeah it's like just a it's just a big blob of opinions Akira Tetsuo so what I mean is like uh, you know I think it would be good to select some set of criteria and agree on it and then we can start like then we can because once you do that you can actually effectively prosecute people like people forget the point of prosec- criminal prosecution and those things those things we have built into society so we can like stop the bad shit from happening before it gets out of control like yeah we've been doing this for ages like we just haven't figured out how to do it in the in the time of the information age yet yeah, yeah. Right i wonder how we're gonna do it because the way we're doing it it's, it's not working it's like, good it's good, making people commit suicide yeah it's really terrible or kill people or yeah. you know or fucking like, epstein for instance killed by pedophile donald trump you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> this just in that's why he's dead i reckon but I don't think the rules, like, I don't think the, the rules of that, like, that list of rules should be that long. I don't think it has to be complicated, but I think, yeah. overall, I think, Just I saw the, this about Brexit and Boris Johnson and stuff, and, like, Trump, and, like, the strong man uh-huh. trend that's re-emerging, mm-hmm. that, like, 
people don't want to admit that like um the reason why people are voting in assholes who who are succeeding is because they're assholes who want to succeed as well and when, yeah. they, when they vote in a person Trump's, who, Trump who, was who, the they, ultimate con man like, who, but people look people, good. When people look at him and they, and they say I want to be like that guy mm. if I vote for him I could be him yeah mm. that's like the I heard it <sighs> like, I, never about that. I heard it described it's like Obama was the idea of what Americans wanted to be and Trump was what they actually were <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god man. oh that hits that's tough stuff that man that hits so yeah, but I don't know. Like I mean, like, well, we need a like maybe we need like an equivalent to the state for like for the internet, as in like you have to write like maybe then, not necessarily then, geographical states, but like. But I like what you're saying about like you know we need to have these definitive rules, but then you get to the point like we were saying about like everyone thinks they're right, so it's like how do you transcend that to be like a, to not just have not just cause more divides. That's the big question. Yeah, that's something that uh, that French philosopher Simone Weil gets into in one of her essays about. Um, she was writing around the time of the start of the invasion of France by the Nazis in World War Two. Again, glorious bastards. Everything, yeah, like that, but way worse because it was real life. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was like, you know, everything, all shit was going down and stuff, and she wrote this essay at that time. I can't remember the exact title of the essay, but basically, she's all about this, you know, the cycle of revolutions and how. You know, we think some things will change things, but then technology comes along. Technology changes everything. It's just out of control. And then at the end, she basically says, "I don't really think there's a solution to this." Yeah. This is like in the same way that there's no solution to like uh, the way a fucking like the way there's no solution to the way a leaf grows. If you look at the way that the leaf grows is a problem. Yeah. There's no solution to that. Yeah. That's just the way a leaf grows. Yeah. And the way humans are is to form camps and to organize themselves into communities and systems yeah. and then eventually some fucking shit happens and the system or the community can't deal with it and people go ah blah blah and then the whole thing fucking blah blah and another crowd of assholes gets to the top and learn how to manipulate everyone and the thing just starts over and over and yeah. over it does have, seem to me that we have no we have no evidence to suggest that we've ever been anything other than yeah. that that's like so uh, mentioned that. Tim Dillon there that's something he was talking about you know people think that there's some like Illuminati at the top and it's like He's just like, nah, it's just like people get to the top and then they do whatever they can to stay there and then eventually they come out of power and someone else goes in and it's just that forever and ever. If it's any more complicated than that, my pants will fall off. Right <laughs> it's a hamster wheel except all of humanity is the hamster. Yeah, yeah man. I think that... Shit. Uh, it's disgusting. Like... I think, uh, as you said, there's no solution and uh, it's probably a good place to end. Because <laughs> like me and Thomas have done that before. We, we've like, we've just discussed a, a topic and then we're just like, we we don't have the answer to this. But like, The main thing for me is like, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts too. Like, yeah, me too. To be honest, I got to the point now where if I want to learn something properly, I'll either read the, read the book or watch lectures and stuff online. Mm-hmm. That, you know, or do some, actually do something. But I think I listen to podcasts like hopefully the way people listen to this just for the entertainment of it and it's yeah. fun to hear other people talk about stuff that well, yeah right. hopefully so, yeah even yeah, though well, i talk a lot of shit like, <laughs> like you know. well it's like we, we we try to bring up like books and like the, i say that philosopher's name again uh simone simone way simone uh w-e-i-l could i actually talk also on about the way we're going to release music the release mm. model yeah oh yeah if, so i t- just I know I don't so, sorry I'll just I'm just taking this down so no, I'll, I'll probably yeah, put yeah, it yeah. I might even put it in the 
description because we've been talking about her so much and I want to check her out because she sounds very interesting. So cool. Or yeah, she's so very amazing. attractive as well. Yeah. <laughs> she's a real babe. Smoked a lot of fags. <laughs> but she she helped her 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 she wasn't she was like Jewish but she was she was a Jewish Christian mystic who was mm. at odds with all of the sects of Christianity because she disagreed with all yeah. forms of institutions. I feel like someone's I feel like I've heard she fought in the Spanish Civil War and unless she, it was I don't know I've been it could have been she could have come up in that other book on philosophy I was reading she might have come up in there or she could have been that guy Pete Rollins she, he might have brought her up it sounds like the kind of stuff he'd be into I feel like yeah. and I don't know I don't remember I don't recognize his name but it's just some of the stuff you were saying sounds familiar so oh yeah it's all ripped off those people yeah <laughs> so it'll, it'll be in there somewhere yeah so maybe, maybe I was listening to someone else who was talking about her or something but anyway uh, oh yeah so all I wanted to say was um, because I can't write it down for some reason I just wanted to talk about how we are going to be releasing stuff is that alright? yeah so no I'm, try- I'm talking to Paul like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering for anyone not in the room right now Rob was looking at me very, very intently uh, there for a second, and I was not sure what the meaning of that was. And what you just heard there was the meeting call of a blue whale. <laughs> no, I won't. She's <laughs> <laughs> a dirty bastard. So the idea... That does faulty. The fucking idea is very simple. Instead of releasing EPs... Just, just relax. I'm trying to relax. <laughs> I just want to go on for for about thirty seconds. Um. So you've got a new idea for releasing music. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, precisely. Go on, please enlighten me. Okay, it's not that new. It's uh, have you ever uh, installed a piece of software on a computer before? Yes. Cool. It's excellent. Yes. So has it ever gone to you? Hello user of this software are you gonna sell your song via sneakware <laughs> no no even better than that <laughs> you're gonna accidentally install two as a program <laughs> oh, no 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 that'd be brilliant <laughs> now what we're doing is exe. <laughs> <laughs> well it's called research and development which is kind of the same thing maybe okay. we should call it research and development dot exe let's call it that yeah Ah, we've so- we've sorted out another problem in describing the fucking thing. That's take, the solution. Uh, I'll take ten percent. Like. That's actually perfect. I can't believe <laughs> yeah. that that happened right here and there. Collaboration, my brothers. So easy. So the the idea is we're going to release like demos and finished recordings all at once in one place, once every like two months, instead of just having an EP, because then we can put everything out and it doesn't need to be like overly thought out it just needs to be good so wait how are you distributing this like once every two months on Bandcamp I'll upload three files and some new artwork and maybe a video on YouTube to tell you to go to the Bandcamp well that sounds like the ideal format for a subscription service maybe it does maybe in the next five minutes (laughs) you'll be able to go to Patreon and go to dot Is that what you're planning to is are you gonna do Patreon? Yes, we're going to like We haven't thought of that. We are going to paint if you paint the Rian 
No, we're going to in English, please. We are going to. <laughs> we're going to. <laughs> we are going to. We will. We are. We're going to. We. Both. All. We're gonna. <laughs> we are. <laughs> just give me a minute. Like, we're gonna. We're gonna. You're. Who? Uh, us. Us are. No, we are going to. You have done. No, we will. We'll. We'll. We will. We'll. We're gonna. Really? We'll. <laughs> we're. Fucking sad. We're gonna. Throw it off. you like a wet shirt. Nah, we're gonna. We're just gonna release a few tracks every few months, right? And it's gonna be every month. We're gonna like. Remember when Kanye West released Ye, and then he added a few tunes to but it you're a few gonna months release, after it was out. But what you're gonna release is we. We're gonna. <laughs> we're gonna wheel. We're gonna go out and we're gonna. We're gonna out and we're gonna get it, and then we're gonna put one of them in them, and then we're gonna. I don't know, man. It'll never work. Wonderful. The way it's gonna be is as follows. We're gonna. <laughs> Stop. Okay, I'm gonna stop. So what we're gonna do is, you're just gonna release music because that's your big. Release idea. music every that's, fucking three months. That's the big idea. Yeah, that's it. But it's gonna go on the same collection. Ah, okay. It's gonna go on the same collection every three months. Ah, yeah, that's uh, Jeff Rosenzak's been doing that. He called it the unbanned camp, but he just called it like 2020 dump. And every so often he adds. We're gonna call it a dump, fucking too. Jeff Rosenstock I would Shut suck your cock if you're in this room. Shout out, my man. <laughs> Up the Radisson. Jeff Rosen's cock. Oh, yes, boy. But yeah, no, that's the idea. Research and development.exe. Put it out every fucking like so how month, does, two months, three months, so, whatever, so, man. Videos. So how does that work? Uh, do you like buy it and then you can just download it? You get free it? updates. Cool. That's free great. updates, brother. Yeah, that's great. And then we'll talk to you directly. I will read out your name. I'll get your name tattooed on my balls. Every Patreon will get the name. I'll I'll get you your I'll 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 paint your name using shaved dangleberries. And you and may I'll PVA glue them while watching Art Attack. And you may think he'll run out of room, but he's got no no I know abnormally large balls. No no and, and, dangleberries and, of steel and too frankly too many of them. Way too good at maintaining them. Too it's like, many. There's a new mullet, as how, far as I'm concerned. How many is too many? It's, he does like topiary, and is that what it's called? <laughs> what do you call it when you you, you shear animals in the hedges? <laughs> is that called topiary? Topiary, yeah. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah. I know. Well, he does that with his pubes anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> very creative. We are we gonna? It's very creative, guy. Is this gonna be the way we have? So... Are we gonna? All right. Apart from apart from the, no, I'm gonna to have to stop you there. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything important anyway. Sorry. So, so apart from buying to to his, uh, you're calling it a dump? Did you say? No, we're calling it software. Okay. Research <laughs> and development dot exe updates free every month to for the people that buy the first time. Tua dot bandcamp dot com. To a dot space where all the space just hang out. Can that's actually our website. Yeah, but we're so go there. Okay, so go go to the website and buy a grinder from us. 
Yeah, you can do that too. Well, I was going to say, apart from going on there and buying your <laughs> your your regularly updated Bandcamp, what what other advice do you have for people to get them through the rest of this COVID shit? Something positive to finish the podcast. If you go to the woods, like <laughs> instead of instead of taking antidepressants, like the doctor will say, get out and have, get out and have a walk, and drink a load of water. <laughs> And do a load of exercise. Yeah, you actually you stole what I was about to say. <laughs> exercise, kids. Go for a walk. Go for a walk, kids. Go for a walk. Don't be taking any drugs or drinking or anything. Just stay clean, man. You'll be okay. And don't uh, don't go outside. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, exercise. So it's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, just exercise. Yeah, exercise your depression away. Well, I, 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 I think it, it is a bit of a, a meme to just say oh, exercise is great, but go to the woods and sniff a fucking mushroom, man. <laughs> but I will say there's a lot to be said for going for a good walk. Oh, oh okay. Like I, I think if there's one, I see, especially for some one thing in the moment, then a walk is fucking unreal. Like. Like exercise and like good mental health and all like and all those things they're like long term but if you're just feeling shite right now oh, and yeah. like a walk could be great kiss oh, a puppy's forehead oh my kiss god kiss a puppy's forehead even even just listen to Rob say it say it one more time again kiss a wee puppy's forehead oh. give it a wee rub on the back <laughs> of the feel, head oh my god <laughs> just feel, get the whole the puppy to lick your eyebrows <laughs> go ahead tender date man just, no just put that bit of the podcast on repeat. You'll feel great. Just, yeah, I'd say ASMR. Just kiss a puppy's forehead. Kiss a puppy's forehead. <laughs> oh, kiss that forehead, man. Give us a cool on that forehead. Please give me a shot, man. Right. Paul, any uh, final words? Exercise. That's all we have time for. <laughs> <laughs>